Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off the Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for January 19th, 2022. I am your host, JD from New York, joined by my very good friend and fellow comrade, Gunther. What's going on, bro? I need you to say it, man. Say what? I told you already at the top, I'm not mentioning he or she who shall not be named. Look, man, I 
promised my fans, you got to deliver for me, man. I'm not delivering anything. The only thing that is being delivered to you is fresh tacos from Thunder Rosa and a low blow. Guys, as a partner of mine and a supporter and, and my podcasting mentor, JD is obliged to help me out here. Man. Listen, I if promise, Cody Rhodes I, shows up in the Royal Rumble, I'll say it. I promised my listeners uh, the other night that if we made it, his listeners, my, my listeners, really. Yeah, I promise <laughs> your listeners that you would say that Eva Marie is a great wrestler. Who, in their right mind, sober or drunk, would say something so heinous? Bro, take a couple of shots. I got over 100 thumbs up, man. You got to deliver. Come on. Take a couple of shots, man. Listen, I'm getting up there in age, man. I can't. I do a couple of shots. I'll be fucking out before Dynamite's over. Come on. All right, guys. I'll I'll get him. I'll get him on the dark review, and he'll do it there. All right. Or you can just get out of the way now. We'll we'll see. No, no. I'm not not giving in. You're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to work for it, bro. You're going to have to work. What the fuck, man? Listen. All right. Let's get to it. Dynamite was great tonight. Dynamite was... uh, yeah, usually they flow very well, but uh, tonight was a very good show, flowing-wise, and especially with what we've seen, storyline progression in the ring, I thought it was a very good show tonight. And before I get into anything with Jesse, I, I want to I wanna get this out of the way because this is the most important thing that you guys are going to hear tonight on the live stream, and I got a DM during the show tonight, and this is from OTS VIP Zach. Now, you guys see that link that I posted in the live stream chat. I pinned it at the top of the live stream chat. He DM'd me tonight and said this, and I quote, Hi there, sir. Is there any way you could maybe tweet this link for my son? I've been a fan and following you since 2016. If you can't, I understand. My son was diagnosed yesterday with cancer, and my, my sister put a GoFundMe together to help assist us. I just thought I would try and reach out in hopes the wrestling community might show my son some love. If people can't donate, prayers for him are appreciated greatly. Have a good night, and God bless. I told Zach that not only would I retweet it, but I would mention it on the live stream tonight. We got Zach. OTS is a family. And I know you guys have come through for many others that I've mentioned in this very similar situation. When we all hurt, every single one of us, I want us to gang together and support each other, man. So I want not only prayer emojis in the chat, but I want you guys, if you could give anything, there's 1,600 people and growing in this chat. If every one of you gave a dollar to the GoFundMe page, I mean, you'd be doing Zach an incredible Deed. So make sure you guys go and click that link, read his story, go check it out. And I, I want to say from me and Jesse to Zach and his family, we love you and we got your back, man. Make sure you keep us updated on everything. And I hope the OTS family is uh, ganging together tonight to really show how strong we are as a unit. So uh, thoughts and prayers to you, Zach. Jesse, Cody Rhodes is the big story tonight. We got Punk. We got MJF. That's on the back burner for now. We got uh, Sting doing things at 60 years old that a 60-year-old Sting should not be doing. We got the House of Black. That looks fantastic. We got uh, a bunch of other things going on right now. Paige and, and Lance Archer. 
We got Adam Cole and the Lights Out match that was announced next week for Beach Break. But Cody Rhodes is the big story to me. I said at the top, Cody Rhodes is the most intriguing professional wrestler right now in all of the industry. I don't really care who likes him or not. That is my honest opinion. Jesse, Cody Rhodes, a free agent. I think you and I very well know that he is a free agent per se, but he's not really a free agent. Clearly, this is all a ruse. This is being done on purpose. He's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's not going to be showing up through the forbidden door, and Stardust is not coming back. John Moxley's not showing up through the forbidden door. There is no forbidden door in WWE. It is all imaginary. So Cody Rhodes tonight shows up, and we have a TNT championship match looming next week. Ladder match. I felt like Tony Khan was going to do something that was old school for this, and I kind of had a feeling he was going to go classic for this. And we're getting that Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels ladder match, belt for belt, title for title next week at Peach Break. We'll get into the uh, details of his promo tonight, but uh, what did you think of Cody Rhodes? I I think a lot of people tonight saw Cody Rhodes in a much different light than what we've seen of him in the last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, uh, first off, uh, everybody in the chat, while JD was talking just now and setting up this segment, I myself went, and donated to um Zach. This is this, this Zach's GoFundMe, man, because that's important, man. That's important. I have kids and I know I man, just if you guys got it, help. A dollar. Fifty cents, bro. Just do it. Um Cody, man. I kinda I I, I kinda I wanna take everything back that I said about him when it, it, during the lead up to this, you know, and oh, almost, cause I, I feel like everything I said was valid at the time before he decided to turn the tick, the tick the turn that he did. But now man, Cody is one of the most intriguing things on dynamite. You know, this is, this is great stuff, man. This guy went out there and basically he went out there and he turned heel and he kind of turned back. Then he kind of pushed the heel envelope a little bit more and kind of pulled it back. And because baby faces don't go out there and say, look what I did. I did. Me, me, me. You know, it's, it, it was so good. It was so good. It, it, it was, he, he, it's like the guy was spinning in 360s, man. He faced, he healed, he faced, he healed. And right now it's kind of hard to get a grip on just exactly what it is this guy's doing, man, which is appearing to be exactly what he wants to do. So, and one of the things I can appreciate about what not just what Cody is doing, but AEW in general, they they don't pretend that we're idiots. They know that we've heard these stories. They know that we've heard the reports. So instead of coming out there and pretending nobody knows anything, he comes out there and just puts it all out there. You know, hey, you know, this Gunther shit was stupid. You know, I'm a free agent. You know, I might show up at the Rumble. I mean, he basically went out there and just said everything that we know and and the rumors that when we hear rumors like this for other companies, they never really address it. You know, they never really tackle it head on. The guy went out there and said, you know, I'm not going to turn heel. That, I mean, that's that that's a that's a wall breaker right there. That's a fourth wall breaker. You're not supposed to do that. That's that's taboo. But they don't treat us like idiots. They treat us like smart fans. So with that being said, it's kind of harder to get a, ga- get a gauge on what it is he's trying to do. And not just not just Cody, but a lot of different story angles and things like that, which 
makes it entertaining. It's make, it, it keeps you guessing, you know? Yeah, and that's what he's so good at. Uh, you know, I, I know I, I know people that don't like Cody, uh, that think he's cringe. Um, people that just don't like Cody in general for uh, the way he comes off. They kind of take it personally. You know, I, I don't really look at anything on TV with all these shows that we watch weekly. I don't take anything personally. The only thing that I take personally is something that happened last night on NXT because of sheer stupidity and political reasons which I think everybody's upset about, which Cody mentioned tonight um, in passing. It was very, very brief. But Cody, when, when, he's, when he's like the way he was tonight, it is very difficult to dislike him. And this is what I don't get. When he's on like he is tonight, I honestly don't think that there's anybody better in that moment. He, he, makes, you, he makes you stop what you're doing in the moment that he's speaking and you listen to everything. And the fans, I get their frustration with Cody. But I honestly think that people need to start appreciating Cody a little bit more for what he's actually trying to do here. It, it, like he said, it is the easy thing for him to go heel. Everybody wants him to be heel. He knows that. He's not an idiot. He knows it. Tony Khan knows it. Everybody that's uh, you know a part of this, this whole Cody Rhodes thing, they know it. It's the easy way out. And he said that, and, and it rings true. But, but what he did tonight, it, like you said, the back and forth, he, he's keeping you guessing. And that... From a performer's standpoint, that's all I ask. I don't want to get upset like I got upset with Roman Reigns. Six years we waited for them to fucking pull the trigger, and they came off as if our opinions were meaningless. Cody knows our opinions. He appreciates our opinions, but he's taking it, and he's molding it week by week by week, and he's giving you what what we're getting now. And and as far as that is concerned, I, I appreciate that greatly. You don't see that from a lot of guys like him. No, no, you, you don't. I mean, it's instead of it'd be easy to just come out and say, well, they're booing me, turn heel. It'd be easy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's what I wanted at the time to come out, just turn heel and go from there. This is more intriguing. This is this is more interesting the way he's doing it. It's 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 I venture to say, yes, yeah, kind of never really been done before. So I like it. The the road he's going down right now, it's I mean, everybody's played the tweener role, but he's he's really going hard in the paint with this one, man. I mean, I'm interested to see what else he does next. And, you know, on top of what we feel about Cody, you know, shout out to Tony Khan as well. I I know. Listen, you know, uh, it's it's going to be misinterpreted uh, shills and fucking payroll. And he's trying to get a job with AEW. He's trying to get Jesse a job with AEW, what, whatever the, the fucking idiots, the mindless ghouls on social media want to say, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta give props to Tony Khan as well, because I, I understand people didn't like the interim shit. I didn't like it. Jesse didn't like it. Cody was gone for a week. But, you know, Tony Khan, now that we see this developing and, and Cody Rhodes pulled out the ladder tonight, and obviously the first thing that everybody thinks about when they pull out a ladder is Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, especially when we have two champions fighting over one, uh, you know, official TNT champion or, or whatever the champion is. You know, you, you got to give props to Tony Khan as well because we didn't understand it then. It might sound stupid, but looking back at it to where we are tonight with Cody Rhodes... You know, he's a fan, and he's going to do a throwback on what probably is everybody's favorite ladder match of all time between, you know, champion and challenger or uh, for this type of situation to crown an official TNT champion just like they did at WrestleMania 10 
for the Intercontinental Championship. I love this type of shit. And this match is going to be fantastic. So, you know, old school Tony Khan with his mentality is giving us something that we can go back and, and think about. And Cody and Sammy are going to put their own spin on it. Now, Jesse, does Cody win the match? Does he retain the TNT Championship? Because I think it would be foolish for them to book Cody to lose this match, especially with all the contract talk. I think him winning the TNT Championship and not having a contract is going to add yet another level of intrigue that is definitely going to keep people interested and get people talking here. So I'm assuming he's going to win next week. Bro, maybe, but pause this for a second. Osaqui Vasquez, is that one of your guys? Uh, Osaqui has been uh, one of the uh, VIPs for uh, a couple of years. He's dropped... $500 $500 Super Chats in the past? He just dropped $2,000 into Zach's GoFundMe. That is fucking crazy, man. Yeah, also- he just oh, dropped two stacks, bro. That's, that's fucking crazy, man. Uh, I, l- 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 Osequi, man. That's he- fucking OTS. Let's fucking go! Osuki is he's the he's the, one of the few fucking people, man, that leaves me fucking speechless. That leaves me Christ. speechless, man. Holy it's, crap, dude. It's, fuck, it's crazy. I, I don't even know what to say. You know, I listen, you know, My. you know, I I, I I get messages like that. I get so many fucking messages, man. I get people reaching into my Instagram private messages telling me about shit that I already know that happened three days ago. When I get a message like that, I, I have to read it. Those are all, those are the only messages I really do read. And oh. if I if I was able to help Zach in any way tonight, you know, it, it's through you guys. And that's that's amazing. Uh, Shout out to oh, that's amazing, bro. Also, we we love you, bro. I know you're listening somewhere, man. man. Clearly, you're listening. Donating uh, two stacks. We love you, man. Ooh. I'm sorry, bro. Please repeat that. That threw me off guard because um, I was already shocked by the couple of hundred. Well, I, I, like I was saying, you know, we got we we all know that the interim championship didn't make sense because Cody was going to be back in a week. Tony Khan. You know, uh, you and I both said trust the process. It did look a little silly. But now looking at the situation tonight with the ladder match, Cody pulling out the ladder, Tony Khan's going old school. I love that. I appreciate that. You know, he has a mind for the business. He's using that uh, fandom, and he's giving us a take on Shawn Michaels and Ray's Ramon at WrestleMania 10 with Cody and Sammy. And with the whole contract situation, Cody not signing a contract, which he alluded to tonight, that, you know, Tony Khan didn't send him a new deal. He sent him a contract, but it wasn't the one that he was expecting. And him not having a contract to AEW per se, he has to win next week because him with the TNT Championship and not having a contract and maybe taking a page out of the CM Punk pipe bomb uh, Summer of Punk playbook, it would definitely add another couple of layers of intrigue to this whole Cody Rhodes TNT champion but not really signed to AEW situation. He would have to win next week, right? Yeah, I so... Will he win, lose? He, sh- I mean, to be honest, bro. I mean, it. This is one of those instances where where it's better for for Sammy to chase because yeah. if if Cody continues on on this on this ambiguous storyline that he's on, he needs to keep winning because that's what's pissing off the fans the most. Yeah. Even and then, like he said in his promo, he was like, you know, I hate to lose. You know, it's you know, he's so good at taking little shots at, at everything that he hears about himself on the on you know online. You know, which 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 is which is fine. You know, if you if you're able to to hum- humiliate yourself like that and or use it to your advantage, 
then that is a sign of your listening to your fans. I mean, so it's the so don't think that well he didn't turn heel. He's not listening to the fans. He's listening to the fans. Of course he is. And and he's and he's altering the storyline. He's making it interesting. I mean, he's listening and he's changing things up. I guarantee you, if you ask Cody on the start of this run, if this was his direction that he's currently on, this, was this his plan? He'd say absolutely not. The fans changed it. Yeah. If the fans changed it, so I changed it. Did I give them exactly what they want? No, but they told me they were unhappy with what I was doing, so I changed it. And I like this. You know, I like this entire for for, for my take, Cody needs to keep winning right now. Yeah, Cody Co- Cody needs to keep winning. He needs to remain without this quote unquote contract. Uh he's got a bunch of things going on with the networks, with TNT, with TBS. Uh, obviously he is the, uh, he's the, one of the founding fathers of AEW. I mean, it's ridiculous that people even think that he is, uh, leaving the company. Like, uh, with the reports, like, oh, he's going to be in the rumble. He's going to be in WWE. People are fantasy booking this and Moxley in the rumble, the forbidden door. Please. I I reiterated this. I'm fucking spent. Cody Rhodes is not going anywhere. Stop it. No, no, they, they can give that up, dude. I mean, he, Cody has literally the polar opposite of everything that he had in WWE. He has respect. He has creative input. You know, he's, he's, he's treated like someone with respect backstage. I mean, the fans appreciate him. Yeah. They're booing him here and there, but the fans are appreciating everything he's doing out there, whether we love it or hate it. Yeah. So why would he go back there? For what reason? Why even, even for a one-off? Why? It's it'd be more fun to tease and dangle and act like you're going to go and then not go. Imagine Cody Rhodes probably. in the Royal Rumble as TNT champion. He'd probably get fucking eliminated by uh by fucking um I don't know who's the who's a jobber on the fucking show. He'd probably get eliminated by oh. Madcap Moss in about oh, two, three minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, Omos. Yeah, yeah. Let's dump to, let's dump Cody Rhodes over the top rope in two minutes. Yeah, Omos. Like, no, he's he's not going anywhere, man. And to be honest, I would I would double down on this shit that Cody's doing. So what he is done with this TNT title stuff he's doing with Sammy, you know what I'd have him do? I have him, I have him challenge for the world title. The one that he's not supposed to challenge for. Yeah, but what are you doing that point? What are you doing in that instance though? Like well, he, he just well, can't he, challenge. He's, for he's it. gonna he's, no, he's gonna lose it. I'm not, he's not gonna win it. But he doesn't because ha- he doesn't have to win it. Just the fact that he's gonna challenge for it when he said he wasn't going to is, is enough heat. That's enough heat. And then for Hangman to take him down, that'd be even better. So I, I would have him challenge for the world title down the road. I mean, are we looking at a possible... I was thinking about this. I don't know how likely it is if Cody uh, maintains this run that he's on here with the TNT Championship. Do do we see... Do we see... He mentioned it tonight. He mentioned the pipe bomb. He mentioned the Summer of Punk, uh, the, the, the great promo in Las Vegas against John Cena. Do we get Cody versus CM Punk this summer? Is that possibly uh, what they could be uh, thinking about in the future here? I can see it. You know, I mean, they, he mentioned his name, you know, and more than once. And 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 wrestling canon that tells us his four reasons. So yeah. I can see it happening for sure. Well, that to me, this was the biggest thing. Obviously, Moxley is uh, in a situation uh, all to himself. Um, you know, it's great to see him back. We'll talk about that at the top when we go over the review. But uh, Cody Rhodes, this whole Cody Rhodes situation with uh, contract talk, and you know him, um, you know him saying what he said tonight, and and the match being announced next week. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it, and I think they're going to kill it. Uh, and uh, the latter match, a take on Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon from WrestleMania 10. And again at SummerSlam in nineteen ninety, I want to say nineteen ninety six. So yeah, I mean I love it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
We're going to get a, a damn good dynamite next week. Beach break from Cleveland. Uh, the other big thing that happened tonight was Lance Archer and Adam Page. Now, I know you told me, Jesse, and I kind of agree with you. And we alluded to it last week when we talked about Lance Archer and the pairing of Archer and Dan Lambert. Uh, it looked tonight, and you mentioned the via text to me, it looks like Jake Roberts is kind of stepping into the shadows and Dan Lambert's going to be the main handler now of Lance Archer. I think this is a great pairing. We talked about Lance Archer and American uh, top team. I think that would be uh, fantastic. Joining him and Ethan Page uh, with uh, Scorpio Sky. But yeah. as far as Archer is concerned with uh, with uh, Adam Page in the world championship, he, he looked great tonight. I don't know if it's you know, uh, going to be in the majority of the fans' eyes that Lance Archer deserves a championship match. But it, whatever they did tonight got me excited because I, I think both of these guys are going to kill it eventually when they get in the ring. Yeah, no, it um, Archer is looking like a killer. And, I mean, I, I have no complaints about seeing him um, challenge for the world title. Um, my, my only, I don't want to say, like, gripe, but the only thing I'm, I'm wondering about is they just released... Um, this new top ten, you know, in, in, in the in the rankings and everything else yeah. on the top five, and Archer is nowhere on it, but yet he's the next one to face Hangman. I mean, I'd just like to know why. Well, I didn't I didn't see that with the win tonight. Maybe he uh, gets moved into the number five position. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, they don't really a, discuss that on uh, on AEW television, which I, no, I think they, they should do a better job of. They don't. They don't. They release the rankings online and. There's no, there's no Lance Archer on there. So, I mean, you got him in a match with Hangman, okay? But how do we get here? You know, did he, did he? I'm not saying it shouldn't be happening. I'm saying just let me know how we got here. Like we were gonna go through the rankings, but Archer got so far under Hangman's skin that he went to the boss and demanded this title match just to get this asshole out of the way. Yeah. Something, yep. you know, just something. Yeah, well, uh, maybe we don't get the match immediately. Maybe they are saving it for Revolution. They're going to give Archer some wins, and then maybe at that point he is uh, deserving of the title shot. I, I don't know. Maybe that's their reasoning behind it, why they haven't mentioned it. Uh, I, would, uh, I wouldn't mind if it took place at Revolution if it's built up the right way because I honestly think that um, Revolution is going to be main evented by Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. So uh, yeah. if that match takes place in the main event like we all expect it, to take place, uh, Archer and Page being an undercard match for the World Championship. Uh, I would not mind it because I think we all know the outcome of that and Page is not losing the championship and Archer is just there as a warm body to move Page on into the summer, going on into double or nothing. But the, the pairing with uh, Dan Lambert, um, you're, you're still in agreement that uh, this is the direction for Archer to go. This is best, man. Um, it's, it seems that they want to keep him with a mouthpiece. And the fact that they let Lambert start off his promos and then let Archer go ahead and finish them, it tells me that it's it's not all too permanent. Like they want to start him with a mouthpiece, but they're also weaning uh, Archer off of the use of a mouthpiece, and he'll eventually be able to go without one. Yep. But but um, like I like I told you earlier, man, that dude, you can put Lambert with any heel on the roster, and I won't give a shit. I said it from day one when I saw this guy. This guy has it. And if I see him every week with a microphone in his hand, it's a damn good show for me. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. 
When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. People in the chat are saying Mustafa Ali just got released officially by WWE. It's about fucking time. There we go. It's about fucking time, man. It should have happened uh, fucking 18 months ago. It's a beautiful thing. Holy shit. So now he's got 90 days if that is the case. And um, again, I don't care where he goes or where he shows up. I'm going to be in support of Ali because the guy is just fantastic. And I think he is the definition of undervalued and underutilized in WWE. And they gave him a ton of shit to swim through, and they didn't really care about using him on their television programs pro- properly. And I'm happy for him. Yeah, it, it, there's only there's only big things ahead for this guy. Yeah, I mean, wherever he goes, uh, I think we all need to uh, gang together and support Ali in whatever he does, whether that's Hollywood or uh, wrestling. Who knows what he's going to be doing? He's got 90 days to think about what his next move is going to be, and we will keep an eye on Ali uh, all through it. Right here on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, guys, we're going to get into the Dynamite review in just a little bit. Uh, I got a couple of things I want to go over with you before we get to that point. First of all, thank you, guys. We got 2,100 people plus in the venue. Number one in the community. Thank you very much, as always. Uh, The way you guys can show support is through a couple of means. Number one, you guys can hit that subscribe button down below and turn on the bell for all notifications. We are on our way to 131,000 YouTube subscribers, so thank you guys very much for that. Hit the thumbs up. We got 2,000 plus in the venue. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I'm looking for 1,000 likes on tonight's live stream chat minimum. So make sure you guys go and hit that thumbs up. It greatly helps out the video once it publishes to YouTube. You guys can super chat. Let us know what you think of tonight's AEW Dynamite. Sound off on what you think about Cody Rhodes and the ladder match coming up. Adam Cole And the Lights Out match next week with Orange Cassidy. Do we see Johnny Gargano, which we'll talk about in a little bit, next week in Cleveland. So you guys can super chat. We will read through them all at the end of tonight's podcast. Make sure you guys go check all the videos out that I've uploaded previously before today on the channel. We got a ton of stuff. Monday Night Raw. We got NXT. And the disaster that NXT was last night. Off the script, 403 went live as well. Make sure you guys go and check that out. That was on Tuesday. We talked about the possibility. It's becoming more and more like a reality. Omos and Bobby Lashley may be the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. So look at that, man. So go check that out. And let me know what you think about that. Also, follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That is Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell 
for all notifications. Jesse, why don't you plug your uh, your YouTube channel, man? I know you got uh, that YouTube uh, watch along thing going on. Absolutely, guys. If you are a fan of AEW Dark, if you like scouting the new talent with us, if you can come and join me and be involved in my new taco rating system, please do join me at Shottown Smart at YouTube. Follow me at Shottown Smart on Twitter and get the updates on when I upload or oh, I go live. Sorry, on Mondays and Tuesdays, and also I'll be doing occasional retro reviews. Um, also, I, don't, I can't confirm any news about Ali. I don't know if that's true. Bro. Yeah, people in the chat saying, uh, anybody in the chat that you see, uh, go go and, uh, and backtrack. Anybody that said Ali got released, get them the fuck out of here. You don't joke about something like that while I'm here, live. Get the fuck out of the venue. I don't want them here. So yeah, go subscribe to Jesse's YouTube channel. He'll post the link in the live stream chat. Though I do think Ali's going to get released. He will be granted his release. There's no use for him there. Um, and if you guys want to support, you guys can go buy a t-shirt, man. Make sure you guys go buy the official Off The Script merchandise. LTB, the Wolfpack, black and red, and the OTS, black and white. Make sure you guys go get those, those throwback designs right now. Available on bonfire.com. I appreciate all you guys and... Everybody that shows support to the podcast and make sure, like I said, hit up Zach's GoFundMe page for his son and show the power of off the script to Zach and his family, man. We love you, Zach. And uh, I will keep you and your entire family in my thoughts and prayers. Speaking of, he got another $100 bomb. There you go. There you go, man. Love to see it. Yes. Dynamite started off tonight with the return of John Moxley. John Moxley's back, Jesse. He looks thinner. He looks leaner. He looks hungrier. He looks angrier. He looks great. He came out to his theme music. He looked very emotional. He soaked up the moment. He was listening to all the love. Minus the one fucking guy who, when things got quiet, told him to get this fucking drunk out of the ring, which then was preceded, and rightfully so, and I'm glad Tony Khan or AEW didn't bleep it out. John Moxley told this guy to go fuck himself and get him the fuck out of the goddamn arena, which was I great. I they booted him. Uh, of course they booted him. Good. Of course they booted him. So John Moxley's in the ring, and he was soaking in the moments. The one thing I loved about this thing, Jesse, when Moxley was speaking, this was about eight or nine minutes, Soon as the music died down and Moxley opened his mouth, you didn't. You could heard a fucking pin drop in that arena, man. Nobody Complete silence. Nobody said off. You couldn't hear anybody breathe in that arena. Nope. It was amazing. I've never heard that much silence no. in a wrestling arena. Before. No. So Moxley is in the ring, and after this guy got kicked out, hopefully. He said a little while ago he fell asleep on a plane and woke up from a bad dream. He said he was in the dirt on the side of the road and his face was bruised and there was a dark cloud over him, almost like a demon. A demon that kind of follows you around and your whole life is just, you know, being overtaken by this demon. He said everyone has something like that. He said that demon asked him if he really thought he was going to make it out. He said he woke up before he had a chance to answer this demon. He said, nobody gets through life unscathed and without scars. He said, the scars you carry on the inside are harder to see. He said, sometimes you try to cover them up and try to pretend they aren't there. But those are the scars you should be proud of because they give you the strength and make you the person that you are. Nobody's perfect. 
And then he said, nobody should be afraid to stand up in front of the world and bear it all and say, hey, this is me. The fans cheered after just listening intently to what John Moxley had to say. He said, there are plenty of people who want to write him off and who doubt him. He said, if you write him off now, say what you want to say and shove it right up your ass. I don't run from demons. I just beat the shit out of them. He thanked everyone who had his back through thick and thin. He said they're going to go on a ride in 2022. He said he's going to grab the world and the wrestling world by the balls and do whatever the hell he wants because now more than ever, more than anyone in this business, he is truly free. Fans were chanting his name, and he says he's been to hell and back, and nobody can put him through hell more than he's been through. He said if you thought, He was dangerous before these days. All he drinks is blood. He threw down the mic and then he walked out of the arena. Simple, short, sweet. This was fantastic for Moxley. Um, You know, Jesse, a lot of people um, in this situation, they don't really share as much as they, they want. For for uh, for all the right reasons, um, you know, it's probably up to John Moxley to really share anything regarding his situation with us. But he came out there, and you know, he didn't really get into specifics about uh, the rehab and the rehabilitation and uh, what he's gone through. But he gave us a short story. He gave us the emotion he was feeling and, and what he was going through in that moment with this dark cloud and these demons. You know, a lot of people are very timid to share their stories, and Moxley came out and he he bared. Some of his soul to us tonight. He didn't have to, but from uh, you and me, I'm sure we all appreciate that because we know exactly what he's going through. Everybody's been through something yeah. like that, and uh, he bared his soul to us tonight, and we appreciate it. Yeah, no, he 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 really he really didn't get into specifics. He gave us, you know, you know, only uh, you know a, a promo only John Moxley could really deliver, you know, in the way that he does, using the words that he do. But it's also not like Moxley is 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 closed off to the public and the fans. So whatever he didn't give us tonight, I have faith he's going to give us in the form of a podcast, probably his wife's podcast. Oh, he'll yeah. probably get the first dibs at it. Yep. Uh, he'll sit down and he'll spill every goddamn thing. He doesn't give a shit, dude. No. He doesn't he doesn't give a shit. He'll he'll do it when he when he's ready and he'll, he'll probably give it to his wife's fucking his wife's fucking podcast and give us every fucking thing one day soon. Yeah, which uh, which is the right way to go uh if you're uh if you're John Moxley and his wife. I I love the fact that he was he was open with us. He was emotional. It was almost like uh, watching a roller coaster go through the ups and downs and all around. You know, he 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 got his message across tonight while maintaining who John Moxley really is. He was a badass, and he got that message across at the same time. And it's a very powerful message because how many people look up to John Moxley? John Moxley's got a large fucking audience, and he knows how inspirational he is, not only to, you know, who has looked up to him, in the pro wrestling landscape, but something like that so powerful, man. You know, a lot of people take it for granted. Somebody like that going through something so serious and, and that is so common, like uh, like alcohol abuse and alcoholism. You know, that's a very inspirational message to, to really to really convey to the people, which, you know, it again, like a lot of people don't really want to talk about that type of stuff. And I, I'm going through it with my family. Everybody's gone through it. You know, I yeah, love it. I love it. it. And it, it. You know, to see him back, I remember, I remember when he left, you know, I, I really felt bad for the guy and everything else. And, you know, I was just, I, I, I kept thinking, you know, about 90 days, about 90 days, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. And I, and I kept saying, hopefully, 
you know, because relapses happen and everything like that. And and to see him back in the ring looking, my God, as good as he did, man, it really, I mean, it, it was really, really heartwarming. I, I was so happy. I mean, we've invested a lot into this guy. And I got to tell you, this is part of the reason why I do not watch anything WWE because it feels bad to get as invested as I am in a guy like Moxley, you know, a guy like insert anybody in AEW that I'm like really, really a fan of. It feels bad to watch them get buried on TV or mistreated or just done wrong. So to see him here and spill his guts and his soul about what happened to him, you know, I feel it. And I, I know I like this guy even more. So to see him working for a company that's then going to bury him shit on him and spit him out, why would I keep putting myself through that? You know, I mean, it, it's kind of messed up, but he's being treated the right way here in AEW. He's getting treated like a champion. We we appreciate that. We love Moxley even more. And I mean, especially after a journey like this, man, Moxley's going to have a hard time being any kind of heel anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that same thing tonight. I mean, um, I was even I was even just speaking out loud while watching the show tonight. Moxley's not going heel. I think whatever plans for John Moxley as far as turning heel is concerned, th- that that's in the trash right now. If you want to do Brian and Moxley, um, you know, speaking about Brian, I I don't want to turn him. I, I would not if I'm Tony Khan. I'm not. Well, Brian's going to do what he wants anyway. But yeah. if I'm Tony Khan, I'm I'm not turning Brian back into a babyface. I'm keeping Brian heel. Heel Brian versus a babyface John Moxley and Brian kind of egging him on with, with that type of, uh, you know, the way Brian really kind of gets under your skin in, in the heel role that he plays. That would be amazing television. And plus, mm-hmm. you know, they they are old WWE guys. They were there. They are very familiar with each other. And I would, lo- I would love to see that. If it happens at Revolution, you know, great. But maybe we get it set up for double or nothing. But, I, but that's the way I would go about it. Brian eventually is the first major feedback for John Moxley. I can see that. Yeah. I, well, well, well. right now, we if Moxley can get by Ethan Page, man, we don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got the GCW <laughs> show on Sunday. That's, gonna, that's legit going to be his first match back, defending the GCW yeah. Heavyweight Championship against Homicide, which I will be watching on Sunday. I may even go live for it. I'm not, I'm not, really, uh, I'm not really decided yet, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, I, I loved this. And uh, Eddie Kingston, Moxley's partner, he's going to be out for a little bit. He broke his orbital bone. Don't know when that happened. Don't know where it happened. But uh, Eddie Kingston's going to be out for a little bit. So Moxley is going to be playing this babyface role for a little bit longer. And I think uh, the plans for him to turn heel are now going to be thrown out the window. But Moxley's back. I'm glad he's back. And it's going to be a better AEW with him on the show. Yes. MJF and Wardlow. This was the big thing coming out of last week. Everybody had their opinions on Wardlow and the match that was with CM Punk and everybody's chiming in on what they like and what they don't like. You got people like Disco Inferno who are claiming that uh, Wardlow isn't being booked the right way and that uh, the feud with CM Punk and MJF is not going the way he likes and all this other shit that we got to hear from People in the community, CM Punk criticized for being too generous to Wardlow was another opinion I heard. Uh, that was from Ric Flair. It, pe- people, it, it almost seems like these these uh, ex-wrestlers, they, they don't really have a mindset for what's going on right now 
with current television. So you might as well shut your fucking mouth and leave it to people like me who actually watch the show without a, you know, a favoritism bone in our body. You know, we call it like we see it. But as far as what is going on here, Jesse, uh, MJF and Wardlow, they were standing in the back and Wardlow uh, was silent. He didn't really say anything. It was uh, just Wardlow speaking to us via his emotions and his facial expressions. So MJF said that Wardlow, if he had a little bit more seasoning, he could have reversed the small package from CM Punk last week. MJF turned to Wardlow and said, listen, it's your birthday today, which, by the way, I don't know if he watches the show. I know there are some on the roster that watch the show. Wardlow, happy birthday. We all love you here. Hopefully Absolutely. it is a, uh, a very happy birthday for you, my friend. And um, he has a gift. MJF has a gift for him. And that is that he is a stellar employee. I apologize. You've been a good friend for me and to me for two years. I lost my cool last week, and I'm sorry. However... You however you did put your hands on me, and I can't have that, bud. You set a bad precedent for everybody in this company. So as much as it pains me to do this, I'm going to have to dock your pay. He said, listen, I know it hurts, but if you get some more wins, your pay is going to go back up. If you win me that TNT championship, if you qualify for the uh, Revolution ladder match, and win me the TNT Championship, all will be forgotten. I still believe in you. He said he also believes in Sean Spears, and tonight he's going to give PG Punk his first L in the company, and he'll show Wardlow how to get a job done. And then he finished with his catchphrase, I'm better than you, and you know it. Um, This was a, a, you know, MJF, when he wants to be a fucking... You know, uh, weaselly, just fucking sarcastic, you know, poking the bear type of uh, son of a bitch. He plays that role very well. And I'm loving this, man. Does Wardlow win that ladder match is the, is the big question. Are, are they making it too predictable? It might. He might lose it, though, man. Because remember, he still has a turn. Yeah. He still has an official turn to do right about here. So we don't know when it's coming, how it's coming, but it's coming. So I don't really think it's important if, if, if he wins or anything like that. It's just a matter of how he turns. The, I've said it before. The most important thing about Warlow leaving MJF is going to be how he turns on because it, it needs to make, you need to make sure that people really give a shit about him. Because you're putting him out there, he's gonna be on his own, no mouthpiece. Um, people are attracted to Warlow because of MJF's heat, which is fantastic. That's that's what you know the whole pairing was meant to do. But they're getting ready to split them away. Okay, there's a time for that. You know, it might be near. I think I think the news of him possibly going to WWE made it the right time to split Warlow off into babyface because his name's been mentioned more now than any other time ever in his career. Yeah, uh, I'm still with you there. I think there's a time and a place for it. And uh, I honestly think whatever they're planning, I hope they don't do because I think it's way too soon. I really do think it's way too soon for Wardlow. Uh, More of this, uh, way more of this. And uh, it needs to be the right moment because something like that, you only get one chance to do. You can't go back on it. It's going to be a huge turning point for this guy's career. You only get one chance to get it right. And hopefully Tony Khan knows that. Uh, as far as the criticisms, Jesse, about uh, CM Punk and uh, this MJF feud, Ric Flair said that um, 
I believe CM Punk is being overly generous. That doesn't make him a bad guy. That was my style forever, too. I just think if he's going to do this big program, he doesn't need to be quite as generous. And what he means by that is he felt like he gave Wardlow too much offense in that match. So that's why Ric Flair said he was being generous. Do you, do you agree there or, or do you disagree with uh, Ric Flair? I, I didn't think CM Punk was being overly generous at all. I, I thought the match was booked the way that it should. Big man Wardlow, powerbomb symphony. Um, CM Punk should not really be getting uh, as much offense as Wardlow would get on him. A one-sided affair is exactly what it needed to be. And the ending, I thought, was fantastic with the roll-up. Yeah, no, I I didn't have a problem with the way the match was booked. Um, and I saw on Twitter how um, someone put this side-by-side, how he was paying homage to um, to Bret Hart um, versus Diesel. Yep. You know, and I saw the side by side, and then and then it made total sense. It wasn't even just like a like a slide play. He did exactly, you know, spot for spot, the same spot where he, um, pretty much caught him with the roll up after getting his ass kicked and everything else. I mean, it it was a night. The thing I like about Punk, though, he's a student. He's a student of wrestling. Yes, you know, he knows about all of the big spots, all of the awesome shit from the past and everything else, and he he low key plays homage to it. Almost every time he comes out to the ring, and that was one that I missed until I saw it on Twitter. Um, Wardlow was a big, powerful dude. What's it look like? You know, I mean, Punk gonna go out and, and out, you know, outpower him? No, I mean, it, it's gonna look like Wardlow kicked his ass, but Punk get lucky and pulled one out. You know, that's how it goes. I think Punk's loss is reserved for MJF. Um, but that doesn't mean that Punk couldn't put anybody over along the way. He can't go around squashing everybody. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I really don't know why these, like, Ric Flair and Disco Inferno, I, I mean, like, they, they say this shit just to rile up a fucking reaction. It, it's it's like, no, they, 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 they're almost fucking clueless as to what they're talking about. You know, and, and we talked about, Jesse, you know, it, it's, it goes in a certain order. Obviously, we talked about MJF being, and he should, the next AEW world champion. And Disco Inferno, his comments about this shit, he, he was like, um, as far as, you know, talking about Wardlow, he recently stated Wardlow is a bigger baby face than CM Punk. And he talked about the next world champion. He said, Adam Page should not be the world champion. He would have Brian Danielson win the title instead. He says this, and I quote, AEW can do whatever they want. However, if I was booking Brian Danielson versus Adam Page, I would have had Brian win the championship. My creative juices flow far better with Danielson going over in this instead of Adam Page. Like, what? Like, I get where he's coming from, but, uh, I mean, Page is going to lead through the MJF and CM Punk storyline, and it's going to give way to MJF. Like, everything's got to be done in a certain order. I think Tony Khan knows that. But with uh, the CM Punk comment as well, Wardlow is more over than CM Punk? No. I get where they're coming from when they make these comments because it makes sense. Because if you think about it, would we be sitting here talking about Disco Inferno? No. Had he not made these ridiculous comments? No. And that's, that's not by happenstance, dude. I mean... You have to get your name out there somehow. And if your gimmick is saying ridiculous shit like a cornet, you know, disco inferno. I mean, I don't I honestly, honest to God, I don't think that they honestly believe half the shit that they say that's controversial and stuff like that. They can't not, not, not to say that all of it is a lie, but I do think sometimes they go out there and they go against the grain just to get the extra traction. I really, really do. Well, I get I get Brian down. I, I even asked. 
uh, you, I, I said, does does Brian win this match? And I'm like, if Brian wants to win the world, if Tony Khan wants Brian to win the world championship, I would have no problem in him beating Paige because there are ways you could go about Brian being a heel champion as well and, and get to uh, where you need to go with that world championship. But it, it's not the time. And it was all about building Paige up in that moment and getting him yeah. that win and giving Brian his first loss. And Paige is a lot better off for it now by beating Brian in 90 minutes of pro wrestling. Everything is done for a reason here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I was just getting ready to say, like, no, I'm not on with Hangman losing. Yeah. I mean, not not at all. Um, I, I think I, I think this is a perfect, perfect example of the title at first making the man and then the man feeding off that energy and then making the title himself. Hangman was over his shit, but this is his first big spot as a world champion. And give him the title and let him do his thing with his peers out there and everything else, and they'll help get him over and everything else, and the crowd's already behind him, so give him a reign. Just give him a reign and give him some good matches, and then you're going to have yourself a historic championship run out of Hangman. So just let him do his thing. And Tony Khan is going to let him do his thing. He's also letting Adam Cole do his thing, and I see a lot of online chatter about Adam Cole for one terrible take to another. Adam Cole is apparently uh, not the bell of the ball, according to some. Oh, how could he go to AEW? They're ruining him. He doesn't feel special. I even heard the fact of the matter that people said that Adam Cole has lost muscle mass. I I don't see it. The only thing, and I'm going to be brutally honest with you guys, uh, I mean, Adam Cole was never a big guy. He looks the same to me as he did in NXT while he was the NXT champion multiple times. Um, the only thing I would notice different right now about Adam Cole, and I do notice different about Adam Cole, is the fact that he was a little bit more tan in WWE. So that's the only thing I could possibly bring myself to think about as far as the differences between NXT Adam Cole and AEW Adam Cole. All you need to know is that, A, he's one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet, B, he's undefeated, and C, he's going to be world champion sooner rather than later, and D... Just as a little asterisk here, because, you know, everybody wants to get on Adam Cole's case. He's going to soon, this year hopefully, be in the biggest storyline that the company has with the elite versus uh, the quote-unquote undisputed era. So, I, I don't get where all this Adam Cole hate is coming from. Nah, I don't I don't know. I don't get, but I, I'll tell you what, though. Adam Cole will be world champion in AEW in 2022. I, I hope so. And then, what, and then what happens then, Jesse? Are people going to still complain? Yes. You crazy? Of course. They'll complain that Adam Cole didn't <laughs> win the championship soon enough. That'll be the fucking complaint. Or, yeah, or, 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 or Tony Khan's lining up a, a terrible uh, group of opponents for Adam Cole during his title reign. Listen, just let Adam Cole do what he's got to do. Adam Cole is a top-tier guy no matter where he ends up. This was a great opening match. Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Orange Cassidy. And Chris Look, Statlander. Hold on, watch this though. Watch this and legit think about it and give me a god the honest answer. If they brought Adam Cole in and strapped a rack a rocket pack to him and shot him straight to the main event, would people complain? Of course they would. Right. So since they're putting him through the ladder, having him go through, he's done dark matches, rampage. He's facing fucking pretty much Marco stunts and shit. He's going through and he's wrestling everybody else and people are still complaining. 
You know what the uh, the whole Adam Cole thing reeks of, people? Long-term <laughs> booking. Get with the program or get the fuck out. Uh, this was a great match, Jesse. This was fun. It was uh, slightly comedic in the beginning stages. It turned into a great tag team match. There was a little bit of everything. There was a little bit of uh, everything for everyone in this match. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we got a lot accomplished here. Adam Cole looked great. He works great with Orange Cassidy. Britt Baker looked very good tonight, as good as I remember seeing her so far this year. Chris Statlander looked very good tonight. Uh, she had an absolutely gorgeous Area 451, a.k.a. 450 splash tonight. It looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. This was a great match, and we got a lot done here. So the match was mixed tag team. Obviously, when the ladies are in, the men have to tag out and vice versa. There's no men on woman action here. So uh, the best friends, I'm assuming they're the best friends. They're part of the best friends. Uh, they controlled things uh, very early on. Statlander hit. Uh, I thought she was going to drop Britt Baker at one point in this delayed vertical suplex, but Orange Cassidy kind of tilted her uh, backwards and forced the suplex to be complete. They took out Cole and Baker at ringside. They were celebrating. They did the big hug. And uh, Orange, he tagged in Statlander for a hot tag after he was beating down, being beaten down by Cole during the commercial break. Uh, she came in. She was a house on fire. Went crazy on Britt before Blue Thunder Bomb got a near fall two count. Baker came back with a cradle and a beautiful neck breaker. And then both females tagged to their partners. So in come Cole, in comes Orange Cassidy. Uh, Cole hit an enziguri, but Orange came back with a stun dog millionaire. Baker got a blind tag and landed a curb stomp on Orange Cassidy. And then Statlander came in and cut her off. She climbed to the top rope and Cole crawled over. Onto Baker to prevent Statlander from harming his boo. And then Statlander came off the top with an absolutely stunning 450 splash. Awesome, awesome stuff there. Orange Cassidy then hit beach break on Cole for a very close near fall. Orange wanted the orange punch to end it. Cole rolled to the ramp and downed him with the super kick. Cole wanted the Panama Sunrise, but Statlander pushed Orange back into the ring. Baker then took her out, blindsided her with a super kick, hit a destroyer. On Statlander on the ramp, back in the ring, Cole hit the Panama Sunrise, and Orange Cassidy kicked out. Panama Sunrise delivered by Cole looked absolutely brutal. Uh, Cole set up uh, for the boom. He was going to lower the boom, but uh, they decided before that, Cole and Baker set up a a table outside on the outside of the ring. So Orange was going for the orange punch on Cole. Cole moved out of the way. Orange punched Baker accidentally, sent her through the table, crashing down below. Then... Cole lowered the boom on Orange, and he got the win one, two, three. After the match was over, Cole was very angry that Britt Baker went through the table. She sold it like death, which uh, Jesse did not really appreciate. I'll let him explain that in a second. But again, Jesse, this was a great match, and they are not done by a long shot with the Cole and Orange Cassidy program, which I will get to in a second. Why didn't you like that ending? Well, I mean, first off, I like the match. This match was um just as fun if not more probably more fun because it had um better actual wrestling in it than the Triple H and Stephanie versus Kurt and Ronda match at WrestleMania. Yeah. So um I really enjoyed this match. But it it, it was that spot, you know, Britt gets knocked off the ring apron and goes through a table. All of a sudden we need trainers and doctors out there. Dude, this is the same woman that went out there 
with Thunder Rosa, and they went out there and proved to us that they were two bad bitches who were going to beat the shit out of each other no matter what it took. And they got up after this spot, that spot, you know, this blood, tables, this knives, guns, tacks, all that shit. But tonight she took a bump from a guy and went through a table. And all of a sudden she's a damsel in distress. You know, she's still the women's champion who went through a, a fucking lights out match with Thunder Rosa, dude. She can take a fucking bump. And I, I understand you're not going to no sell the table, but Jesus Christ, she went through a table. She'll be all right. I mean, she's been through much, 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 much worse. My my interpretation of her overselling the table spot as uh, if it was death is to get Cole to a point where he's angry enough that Britt was really harmed here, which would then kind of spur him in the moment to bring up a lights out match against Orange Cassidy, putting his well-being on the line in defense of Britt Baker. That's the only thing I could come up with. I, I don't think Britt is less of a, of a, of a badass bitch here. I don't think Britt takes anything by going through the table and overselling it. It was all done for Adam Cole, and hopefully to come to a conclusion here or near a conclusion with with this Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy feud. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, it made sense as to why you want to get him angry, but if your goal is to get to a, a lights out match, why not put Chris Statlander through the table? All right, and then. Lay on, I mean, lay into it. Adam Cole is the heel. Let him heal out on Chris Thatlander, dude. Let him take a cheap shot at her. Let him let him drop the boom on her intentionally. And then let Orange Cassidy be the one to come out and say, you know, fuck this. We're doing lights out. Uh, we can't, you we know? can't, bro. We, we can't do that here, man. That's gory and self-mutilation. You, you, you oh, gotta right. get, you gotta right. get with the program here. That's right. That's right. I mean, personally, to, to get to that lights out match, instead of Adam Cole being the heated one and wanted it, it would have been, for me, Orange Cassidy because Adam Cole went out there and dropped the boom on Chris Statlander when she was defenseless and let the crowd boo that shit yeah. and everything else. No, I, I totally I totally agree with you. I think uh, if TK booked it the other way around, it would have actually made the heat in the moment for the Lights Out match being announced. I think that would have, uh, coming from a babyface, really yes. kind of amped it up. I agree with you. Yes, absolutely, man. That would have been awesome. I mean, th- that was my only... My only takeaway from it that was negative. Other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Man. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, was it was really it was really fun. I'm I'm very much very much because uh, if I was to choose uh, a number one um, right now in all of pro wrestling, Adam Cole's my number one. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he does and uh, big things are coming. And please, people, be patient with Bay Bay. He is going to be your world champion sooner rather oh, yeah. than later. And we have so many fucking great matches coming up, and you have no idea. Just be patient. Yeah. Uh, Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. They were interviewed by uh, Alex Marvez about facing 2.0 and Danny Garcia again next week. Jericho said Eddie Kingston can GFY, meaning go fuck yourself. Uh, Jericho has now trademarked GFY. He's trying to get that over big time. Uh, I don't think it's clicking with the fans as well, well it's as Moxley's thing now. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, really, legitimately. <laughs> I don't think it's working for Jericho like he had hoped, but uh, maybe he gets it over. Ortiz interrupted and said, whoa, whoa. He told Jericho, listen, anytime you mention Eddie Kingston, you might not care about him, but we here care about him, so watch your words when you mention Eddie Kingston. So Santana said, Eddie made some comments last week that rang true. He said Jericho might be holding them back for the tag team championships. He asked if he does really have their back. Jericho says, yes, I got your back. Santana said, 
They look out for themselves next week instead of the inner circle. Do you feel us? Jericho said, no, I don't feel you. So it looks like, Jesse, this is the moment. The beginning stages here of LAX, Santana Ortiz, proud and powerful, uh, breaking away here. I honestly do think from me to you, we need to put an end to this inner circle thing. I'm not saying that they need to completely break up, but they, they, they don't need to be mentioned on TV. They don't need to be together on TV. They need to all be doing their own things. This is the beginning stages of Santana and Ortiz breaking away and becoming that team this year. Tag Team Gold is in their future this year. Absolutely no question. Jericho, yes. he needs... I, I honestly think, Jer, uh, bro, from me to you, Jericho being off TV would probably do him some good. There is nothing going on with Jericho right now that I'm invested in at all. It is a complete 180 from uh, basically a year, year and a half ago. I think Jericho yeah. being on TV right now is not doing him any good. Yeah, and I've, I've said this a long time ago. that <laughs> Jericho should have, have gone ahead and taken a little break um, and... Right about now, be I would say it would be time to bring him back because he would have been gone for. But I would have had him take a little break, go ahead and do his fousey thing, you know, take some rest, things like that, and then come back and start something fresh with Jericho. But yeah, he's never gone away. Um, the inner circle things just kind of faded. I'm not sure what they're doing with this whole ordeal, and um, and it does look like that um, proud and powerful are being positioned to you know finally get into that tag picture, and so so does Private Party. So it looks like now that the Lucha Brothers are no longer champions and Jungle Express are, they are now positioning these um, these exceptional tag teams that they have to now get into competition for the tag titles. This is going to be great, man. Santana Ortiz versus the Jurassic Express, the uh, Kings of the Black Throne, the House of Black, um, yep. Red Dragon, yep. the Young Bucks, FTR again. I mean, yep. you, you name it. it all, the matches that that Santana Ortiz can have with uh, this tag team division, man. I mean, and every the every are coming. and the Briscoes are coming. I mean, every single fucking one of them, man. Where's my yep. wallet? Take it, please. Yep. It's gonna be fucking awesome. We got uh, Adam Cole, baby. Took the microphone from Marvez. He told Marvez to get out. He said that he's already defeated Orange Cassidy in singles matches, mixed tag team matches. What else do I have to do? He said because he put his hands on his girlfriend tonight. I propose this. No DQ. No rules. Anything goes. Lights out match next week. Beach break. Cleveland, Ohio. He says he's tired of looking at him. So it's damn time he ends his pathetic career. Jesse, do we see Johnny Gargano next week aid his buddies in the best friend? They used to work together on the Indies, him and uh, him and Trent and him and Chuck Taylor. Do do we see Johnny Gargano in Cleveland debut next week? I believe we do. Um, I believe it's time for it, it's time for a debut from all of this um this talent that I know TK has in his back pocket. Um, he's now doing what everyone has said he should have did earlier with the Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. He's spreading them out. Um, I'm sure he has Gargano. I'm sure he has Wyatt in his pockets. He just has to find a spot for these guys. Yeah, you got Keith Lee in his pocket. I'm sure Keith Lee. Yeah, these yeah these guys are already done. He's just he's just he's just getting. This might sound weird, guys. He's getting story together for them before he debuts them. Wow, what a concept. It's weird. It's it's weird, bro. It's weird. You mean to tell me they just don't make it to television and they get thrown in nothing matches and then disappear for six weeks? No, no, no. That, that's, that's the old way of doing things. Ah. And as smart as that was, we're going to try something different, like having a plan, getting it over, and getting the talent over and the fans being happy. 
Wow. Wow, man. Uh, that's that's something new to me, man. I, I don't think I've seen that before. Yes, it's weird, bro. It's weird. I but I think I think it's time to start sprinkling in some of these debuts. I know they're out there. I know he's holding on to Ember somewhere. Yep. I mean, so it's all about to get going. I I, I think I think the women's gonna come in. I think the women are gonna come in and maybe even some of the um the lower on the card men that he probably has in his back pocket as well gotta come in with an Owen classic. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. I could see Ember Moon coming in or Athena coming in for the women's uh, Owen Cup. Um, yeah. But um, Johnny Gargano, man, uh, you're going to get instant excitement out of me. I love Johnny. Uh, he's going to be Johnny All Elite Wrestling. Oh, and that's going to be fucking great. You mean to tell me that Johnny Gargano's coming before Veer, bro? Well, Veer, man, that guy's been coming all over the place. Uh, I don't know, man. Don't know. Jesus fucking Christ. Someone get a cleanup on aisle seven, man. Veer's coming all over the place. I, when's he coming? I don't know, man. He's Jeez. Bluetooth. I don't know. Anyway, we got uh, Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy next week. Lights out match should be great. We may see the impending debut of Johnny Gargano in his hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. We got CM Punk versus Sean Spears. Uh, this match went uh, timed seven seconds. So MJF came out, made his uh, entrance after uh, Punk and Spears made their own entrances. And he sat at commentary seven seconds. Jesse, all this was was a GTS, and that is it. MJF stood up in embarrassment. Punk then eyed MJF from the ring. Punk was celebrating, and MJF tried to sneak up on him and attack him in the ring. Punk turned around. He grabbed MJF by his scarf. MJF then gave up the scarf, slipped away like the slimy snake that he is, and ran away. And that was pretty much all we got from Punk and MJF. Uh, I can't wait for the Eshields to bury this and say, well, well, well J.D. buried uh, Aaliyah beating uh, Natalia in three seconds. Why didn't he do the same to uh, Spears and CM Punk, man? Because this was booked perfectly, and it creates a bigger story moving forward for the best storyline right now in AEW. I'm sorry. What don't you fucking understand? No, it, it's not a, It's not about no, the, the three, four, or five-second matches or it's about who's involved in them. Yeah. And Aaliyah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I just hearing what you're saying, Aaliyah went over Natalia, you know, in three seconds. Aaliyah is the new up and cutting talent. And, and Natalia, her job is to literally help get the other talent over. So, I mean, if she's going to put her over in three seconds, then great. That's a notch in Aaliyah's belt. Um, so we got Sean Spears versus Punk. Sean Spears is not an up and coming talent. He is not someone they're trying to push right now. And it'd be more beneficial for him to put Punk over and make Punk look stronger because Punk is going to be losing to MJF soon. So, and the thing with Warlow, I heard somebody was complaining that Warlow um, and and Frankie went too long. Uh, Lance Archer, Lance Archer, and Frankie. Uh, you'll say Lance Archer and Frankie. I'm sorry, but I don't. I, I don't agree. I mean, I think. The, the thing about Archer, he's been coming out and just killing everybody and not really displaying too much of a wrestling match. Frankie Kazarian can, is, is somebody you can't just roll over and beat, but he can still take an L, and he can make you look good in about a five, six-minute match or whatever. I think it was a fantastic scenario. That's just me. Uh, I thought that, Matt. We'll talk about that when we get there. I thought the match went a little bit too long. Yeah. I thought, I thought Lance Archer should have fucking uh, at least shaved three minutes off that match. I mean, that's what he's all. It's but he, you keep doing that shit, and people gonna be like, "Can this guy even?" Yeah. Can well, you put him in the ring with somebody who can fucking wrestle, please? Well, well listen, Sean Spears is not buried. I see the chat saying Sean Spears is. You can't bury somebody who's already a fucking uh, jobber. I mean, right. th- that's his role. 
He's, he's a fucking lackey for MJF. What do you want? You got, you, I mean, that's like complaining that Brandon Cutler get job. I mean, they, come on, guys. He's the lackey of the That's all it is. It creates a bigger story moving forward. MJF thought he was going to get one over on Punk. He threw his boys at him. Now he's got nobody else to throw. And Punk mentioned this. How many more people do you got to throw at me before I actually get my hands on you? You got nobody now. Yeah. It's going to be good. Going to be good. Uh, Billy Gunn. I don't believe we're talking about Billy Gunn again on fucking Dynamite. Billy Gunn was uh, grabbing a cameraman as he saw Christian Cage walking into the arena. Gunn says his boys are ranked in the top five. So it's time for his boys to get a shot at the Lucha or at the Jurassic Express. I was going to say the Lucha Express. The Jurassic Express. Christian said when the lights were the brightest, he could never get Statement wins, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Make a statement, and then we'll talk. Billy's sons then jumped Christian from behind and beat the shit out of him right there on the loading dock, threw him into the garage door several times. Austin Gunn kneeled down next to uh, Christian Cage and said, Statement made. So it looks like we're getting the gun club against Jurassic Express at some point, but um, Christian A spoke the truth here. B... Um, he did come off kind of snarky to Billy Gunn, so he kind of set himself up for this attack. And C, uh, I-, I have no interest in seeing Billy or his sons on television. Well, they're undefeated. Yeah, on Still. Dark. On, who, who have they beaten on Dark? Anybody? Um, everybody they faced. So a bunch, of, a bunch of nobodies. They've, they've been, I think they were defeated in 2021, too. Listen, uh, if he gets this them on, if, if, first L. all right, let's get it on Rampage, move it on, and then move Jurassic <laughs> Express on to uh, Santana and Ortiz, that's all. Statistically, these guys deserve a damn title shot, but they have not lost anything. All right, well, uh, listen, I hope it's a good match. Yeah. I hope it's a good I, match. Look, 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 I'm not going to shit on, the, on the, the ass boys, because when it's just them two and Billy on the side doing Billy antics, it's a little entertaining. Now, they are high on the comedy end of stuff, but when they wrestle, they're fine, bro. They can wrestle. They're good. They're not extravagant. They're not, like, groundbreaking. They're not, like, hook. But they're good, and they're progressing. You know, the, the ass boys will be fine at some point, you know? but uh, yeah, maybe, they, we'll see, maybe we'll see Uncle Road Dog come out and help them win the tag team titles. There you go. Maybe, man. But they, 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 they've been winning too much and looking decent on uh, Dark. Just put them in the ring and let them take their L for the titles and move on with it. Jesse, I got a I got a question for you. Yeah. Are, are are you an ass man? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm an ass man, bro. All right, there you go. I think everybody in the chat's an ass man. I'm an ass man. There you go. Uh, Cody Rhodes. We got Cody Rhodes. This was the best thing, in my honest opinion, tonight. Cody Rhodes in the middle of the ring. Fans are raining down booze on Cody Rhodes. Cody seemed uh, very uh, Cody esque. He was looking around. He didn't really understand why people were booing him. And uh, what do you guys want me to talk about today? There's a lot to talk about. He talked about CM Punk's pipe bomb promo. He said someone told him to save this promo, but he's not sure if he'll get the chance. So he's going to do it now. He said in that interview, Punk laid out a roadmap. And he laid out this roadmap and he listed things that for him and people like him were taboo at the time like going to New Japan and Ring of Honor and teaming with the Young Bucks. He said, as fate would have it, he wasn't able to do those things. So fans were telling Cody to shut the fuck up. There was a chant of Royal Rumble from Washington, D.C. tonight. <laughs> uh, we got Cody just listening to these chants. He paused. 
And then he said Punk would wind up in AEW in what Pro Wrestling Illustrated calls comeback of the year. He said it's comeback of the decade. We are all living in it, and we are all loving it. Some fans were chanting Cody sucks then. Cody said someone ended up doing each and every one of those things. I did them. He then yelled and started getting boisterous, and he said he carried through that revolution and everyone cheered. And he says, I am not going to turn heel and won't turn heel because the fans cheered me when I needed it the most. He said when he talks about there being more than one royal family, in Re- and this is news to me because I thought he was talking about the Rhodes family. Uh, he said when the intro hits and talks about being more than one royal family in wrestling, he means me and all of us, meaning the yeah, fans. Bullshit. You know, uh, yes, it's bullshit. He's just, he's a, del- <laughs> a delusional uh, in-betweener here. Uh, he said people talk about the forbidden door and it's become vernacular. If an industry journalist who covers what we do and you disagree with anything I say tonight, you're not a journalist. He said before there was a forbidden door, I was the one who built it. Fans then began cheering Cody and chanting Cody. He says he was gone for two weeks and he saw the Young Bucks almost start the Wednesday Night War all over again. He says he knows Red Dragon graduated hip toss class with flying colors, but I don't need to see the Young Bucks beat developmental one more time oh my goodness oh my goodness he said his real life friend ricky starks got into a tiff with jay lethal he said the lethal injection is the one move in this business that people don't kick out of so avoid 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 um cody listen bro i don't know if you're listening man but uh the end of days nobody's kicked out of the end of days baron corbin has uh, a clean record with the end of days nobody's kicked out of it I don't he know. Still yes, he, yes, it's the worst gimmick in all of wrestling. Okay. Yes, Mad Cat Moss and uh, Happy Corbin. Nobody's happy when he's on TV, but he mentioned the lethal injection being very dangerous. Nobody's going to kick out of it. And then he brought up Malachi Black. He said, everyone knows he hates to lose. Malachi's given me three losses. He said, they're not in the business of renaming people like Gunther McGillibuddy. <laughs> or whatever the hell it is. But it's not just speed and strength that calls. It's also balls. If you come to AEW and you call yourself Brody, you've got balls. He said he'll find out in eight years what a mistake that was, meaning Brody Lee Jr. will be ready to go by that time. He then talked about Darby, Miro, and Sammy Guevara, the current interim TNT champion. It's a lineage and legacy of champions, and everyone has been conditioned to believe that any title that doesn't have world in it is a secondary belt. He says they don't have secondary titles in AEW, and the only repeat, the only reason people say it's secondary is because they have two. He said Tony Khan has sent a contract in the mail. Not the contract I wanted, but he said to Sammy, with this contract, I want to face Sammy Guevara next week in a match where both title belts are hung above the ring. So, Sammy, what do you say? He climbed the ladder, and he held the TNT title above his belt, and that's the way the promo Went off the air. A lot of insider fan uh, verbiage here, Jesse. He mentioned the disastrous Walter name change. He poked fun at NXT again, and rightfully so. Uh, He made fun of the uh, indie darlings there, graduating from uh, Hip Toss Academy. And he did everything he could to break that fourth wall. Um, Not as uh, CM Punk did, nowhere near it. But I appreciate Cody's efforts 
Um, like we said in the beginning, Cody Rhodes in this moment, when he's like this and on, he's very difficult to top. He's incredible at what he does. He's a master storyteller. The most intriguing guy on all of pro wrestling television right now is Cody Rhodes. I am going with him to win. If he loses next week, I'm going to be one pissed off fan. I really yeah, am. Yeah, it, it would make no sense. No. No. Uh, I want Cody to continue doing what he's doing. Uh, I want him to uh, continue this character development wherever it goes. I'm invested. I know he doesn't take us to be complete idiots. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he's just hanging on uh, to the fans' emotions here, and he's feeding off of it. That's all we can ask. I think he's not He's not going to turn this thing. If there's one thing I know about Cody Rhodes, and I don't know him personally, it's not going to take Cody Rhodes six years to fucking turn heel like Roman no. Reigns did. No. So this was awesome, and um, I can't wait for the match next week. We're going to get a classic uh, champion versus champion ladder match at Beach Break. Going to be awesome. That is. And before I forget this, uh, I meant to plug this um, earlier, but um, Meltzer's reporting that Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson did not happen because of medical protocols. Um, now, out of the six men involved in that match, it is not said of which one or more than one is the reason of the medical protocol, period. Uh, well, uh, if I'm to guess, um, I know um, I know one of them. I know Dax tweeted out in, in the middle of the snowstorm uh, that hit the East Coast this uh, this past week. Uh, he was probably home and doing what he had to do. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, if I'm to guess, I don't think it's any of the members of FTR. Maybe uh, maybe it's one of the other guys. Maybe it's Lee Johnson. Maybe it's uh, Brock. I don't know. It could be Tully. Could be Tully, yeah. Tully and Aaron too, though. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever the case may be. I was actually looking forward to that match tonight. Um, yeah. Eventually we'll Me get too. it. But, uh, you know, medical protocol has uh, come up. And it's going to be uh, about a week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it says it says it's definitely going to be rescheduled, but um, it just couldn't happen for medical protocol. Uh, I saw people in the chat asking, and that's the reason why. All right, there you go. Uh, Salve in the chat says Cody's promo was terrible. Get the fuck out of here. It's not the terrible. fuck out of here. It wasn't terrible. What the fuck are you watching? You watch a fucking Omos promo? What the fuck are you watching on Wednesday night? Jesus Bro, fucking look, Christ! Look, you don't have to like everything we like. I mean, we get that part. I mean, but to say you know it wasn't for you. Or I'm still not sold on this. I can see that. But to say it was terrible, I mean, you just, I mean, you don't know what you're talking about. No, not at all. Get him out of here. Uh, House of Black. Actually, before that, I don't want to skip ahead. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill was interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Anna Jay was there as well. Uh, we got a TBS championship match happening on Rampage. It's Anna Jay versus Jade Cargill. And, uh, Anna Jay really was cut off by Mark Sterling, and then Jay Cargill said she needs to understand who she is, meaning Anna Jay needs to understand who she is. And this is going to be that bitch show. So uh, I don't know how good uh, Anna Jay has been on Dark. Jesse, maybe you could elaborate a little bit. We haven't seen no, that. No, no, no. She hasn't, she hasn't been good. No, no. What are you talking about? She's, she's, she has not gotten worse. She is just as good. As she has been, she has not really improved, bro. She's, I mean, she she needs more improvement. I mean, it, it's let me let me put it like this. So, what you're telling me she, is that we're looking not, at a disaster on Friday. It's not going to be good. No, okay, it is not. And we all know Jade is going to win because she doesn't diversity. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, she just won the title too. I don't see her losing it to Anna Jay. No, no I meant 
no, all, all, all kidding aside, dude, it's this is gonna be a train wreck. Um, uh, and I'm only saying that because uh, neither one of these women are ring generals, neither one of them. So someone's gonna have to carry this to a good match, and I don't see either one being experienced enough to bring it to an entertaining match. That's oh my why, goodness! That's why I'm saying that. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be rough on Friday night, folks. Live rampage is live yeah. on Friday. We got uh, the Kings of the Black Throne. Sounds like a fucking black metal album title for all my metal fans out there. Malachi Black and Brody King defeated the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison. And Brian Tillman Jr. What was wrong with just House of Black? Uh, I don't know. That's their tag team name in PWG, I believe. They're the tag team champions over there. Oh, okay. So this was uh, Brody King's first match in AEW. He uh, looked very good. Uh, He surprised Pillman with a forearm. Pillman hesitated on a springboard after that. And uh, he failed one against Black last week. He took out the blondes that King at ringside. And he and Black isolated Pillman in the ring. King then hit Dante's Inferno on Brian Pillman Jr. And that was it. About two minutes for the win. Dante's Inferno, their finishing move, is Black uh, taking uh, their opponent, I guess, and tossing him to Brody Lee. Then Brody Lee, in one fell swoop, power slams them down to the mat. And that is what they call their finishing move, Dante's Inferno. I love it. They came out with a new theme as well. Uh, They're not coming out to Aleister Black's theme, which is great. And uh, they're coming out to their own theme music, which separates Black the solo versus Brody and Black in the tag team known as the King of Kings of the Black Throne. Now, the one thing I hope Tony Khan is really thinking about here, Jesse, um, I don't want Malachi Black to be confined to a tag team only. Black is good enough on his own where he should continue to do solos. He's good enough to be a world champion on any given night, whether it's the world championship or the TNT championship. I don't, per se, I don't want them to go the WWE Bruce Pritchard route in putting AJ Styles, a master of his craft, in a fucking tag team with Omos and leave him there and not have him wrestle single. Yeah, um, I can see that. At the same time, um, if you're going to give Malachi singles matches, we need to do it for Brody King, too. Oh, absolutely. What's up? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, because if not, I mean, Brody's gonna look like his henchman, his muscle, and you know, if if Black is gonna stand alone, then Brody needs to as well. Totally with you there. Hopefully, uh, Tony Khan is uh, way ahead of that thinking. Don't do not confine these guys to tag team only. Uh, So after the match was over, we got another vignette that played on the big screen and appeared on the screen was Pac. Pac is on the big screen, his eyes covered by a bandage. He held up a playing card that said justice again. He said this is the moment he expected him to bow down and call him master, but he's going to make Black a martyr. He then revealed his eyes, and then Pac, Excalibur said, is sending a message to Malachi and the House of Black. Uh, You know what, Jesse? I'm going to throw this out there, and I don't know how this is going to be perceived, Maybe Tony Khan is ahead of us and already thinking it, but I'm going to throw it out there. Malachi Black versus Pac at Revolution in a blindfold match. No. You don't want to go back in uh, in the time machine and do an old school blindfold match? No. Maybe we have a Ouija, a Ouija board match or a tarot card match. That sounds like some Bruce Pritchard shit. Right there. <laughs> 
I'm only kidding. But the blindfold match, I'm not kidding about, man. I think that could be pretty cool. No. The, no, the blindfold match is the Bruce Pritchard shit. That's no, it's stupid. not. That's dude, Nobody wants to see two guys blindfolded they try to find each other. And, I mean, get the fuck. What are you talking no. about? Jake Roberts and the model Rick Martel did it. What, in the 80s? Yes. Okay, you want to give uh, you want to give someone a snake to bring out too? Why not? Because it's old. That's why. Blindfold <laughs> matches, yes. Idea. Blindfold matches do suck. I was just throwing it out there as a potential <laughs> That's idea. A terrible idea. I just put them on a, on a on a scaffold too. Make it a sky like a Skywalker match or some shit. Why don't you? Yeah, we'll put on. It's a blindfold on a pole match. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god that well, terrible. Well, I mean Pac is back um, you know hopefully he's on TV a little bit more regularly it seems like he's on one week and then he's uh, away for three months and then he's back and then he's away for two months hopefully uh, make, Pac is more consistent on television Make let, let's make Julia Hart the referee because she only has one eye and she can the med get the fuck out of here <laughs> listen uh, Julia didn't really have a, 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 a role tonight man she was just out there very quiet very to herself Yes, and watching on Dark and everything else, um, and my watch-along peeps can uh, attest to this, they are getting ready to do something with Julia Hart with uh, House of Black soon. Looking forward to that. Video package aired on Lance Archer. Jake Roberts cut a promo, and he says he thinks Hangman Page is probably allergic to horses like Clint Eastwood. Page asked if Cowboy Bob went home from the road and herded cattle. Jake said Archer won't wait in line anymore. Page said he'll bring him the fight. Jake said when it's time, he will bite the dust. What the hell did that mean, Jesse? Jake Roberts is going to bite the dust. I have no idea, man. Maybe we see Lance Archer and Dan Lambert 100% with Archer joining top team. I mean, it's got to be, man. It's got to be. I, I, I want to see it at this point. I want to see it. It really did look like, you know, Jake was uh, Jake was out there just, you know, passing the torch, letting him know, hey, I'm still down with these guys, and now I'm a part of it. But didn't go out there. Because he came out and didn't go ringside. He just told he told Lambert what he does. Hey, this is what I normally do. You know, you stand over there, do this, do this. And then Lambert, okay, gotcha, you know. All right, cool. Thanks, Jake, you know, and. Almost seemed like that's it. You know, you know, Jake is going to take care of other things. Maybe, maybe pop up on special occasions. I mean, it doesn't appear that Jake is willing or able to hit the road as much. Maybe. I do not know this. I'm just speculating at this point. But I'm glad to see him in the hands of Dan Lambert, you know, and he's, he's, he's in good care out there. Joey Clemenza in the chat said, Julia Hart wore a black heart necklace on Instagram. She's totally heel flipping. I could see that happen at Revolution. Yeah, they've they've definitely planted all kinds of seeds for it on Dark and on Twitter as well. Man, they're they're playing this up, just little seeds, but something some something's coming for heart. So after this uh, promo by Lance Archer and Jake Roberts with uh, Dan Lambert, we got a promo by Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. They plan to crash the Young Bucks promo that Brandon Cutler was standing to record, usually that they do every week. So they were nice to Brandon and challenged the Bucks to a match on Rampage. They said they beat the Bucks in New Japan and they will beat them here again in AEW. So it continues. The best friends, uh, Rapungi Vice, or whatever you want to call them, Chaos, versus the Bucks. It continues. Not only with Cole and Cassidy, but it's continuing here on Rampage with Beretta and Rocky Romero against the Bucks. So. Should be a decent little match there 
for uh, all four of those guys. Lance Archer and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, this was the next match of the Knights. Uh, was not bad. Archer looks great. Kazarian, always a great call upon to make somebody look good. Um, this match, uh, it went off for about 10 minutes or so. But like Jesse said, Jesse and I have differing opinions on this. I, I don't think it really should have went 10 minutes considering uh, Kazarian hasn't been on TV in, in quite some time. Neither is Archer because he's coming back from injury. But if you want to really establish Archer, I get you want to show that he could wrestle and that he could be ready for Paige. But, you know, 10 minutes could have easily been seven minutes, six minutes. It didn't need to go 10 minutes. But uh, Archer attacked before the bell here and uh, beat up Kazarian. Not really much to really say here. Archer just... Uh, Beat down on Kazarian for most of this match. Kazarian made a comeback. He countered blackout, landed a missile dropkick. Archer came back with a choke slam and a black hole slam. And then Archer hit the blackout for the win. After the match, Tony Schiavone is in the ring. He's getting ready to interview. And Lambert is in there as well. He asked about his new alliance with Lance Archer. And Lambert yanked the mic away as per usual with Tony Schiavone. And so Giovanni doesn't need to know anything about this partnership. He went on to insult Hangman, and Archer said, listen, I'm taking the microphone now. I've heard enough about this and this, this nonsense, this bullshit. He went after Kaz. He was setting up a chokeslam on a steel chair on the stage, and out comes the AEW World Champion, Adam Hangman Page. Fans were chanting cowboy shit. They were standing face-to-face, nose-to-nose. Archer is much... Larger than Adam Page. Dwarfing over him. Hangman slapped Archer. Fans went crazy. They brawled. Archer picked up a chair. Hangman hit him with a cowboy boot. He took his boot off and hit him with his cowboy boot. He went for the buckshot, but Archer blocked it. Hangman did a clothesline over the top rope regardless and knocked Archer to the floor. And that was pretty much it. I liked the little back and forth here between Archer and Page. Uh, like I said last week, I hope they have a decent enough story to get me invested. It's not going to be the major world championship main event of Revolution. I hope that it's interesting enough to really just get Paige through Revolution on into Double or Nothing, where I believe he should go wrestle MJF, and we get a Thunder Rosa Britt Baker main event, if that's not going to main event Revolution. But I like what I saw here between these two guys. Jesse, what would you think? Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it, was, it was good. It was by the book, you know. Um how I would have done it. I mean, you just want to, you want to build some intrigue. You want to show that Archer is, um, he's motivated. You know, he's hungry. He's pissed off. He's on, you know, on a tear and, and hangman's got his work ahead of him. Can he pull it off? You know, he's going to get beat down probably once or twice on the road leading up. And, um, he's going to pull it off. He's going to win. Archer's going to look like a badass because he is. And, um, my, here's my only hope. I just hope that they keep Archer as strong as his build going forward after the match. I don't want to see him sink down to dark after he loses to Hangman. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to see that either. I think Archer I think Archer needs to be pushed as a big monster guy. I really yeah. do. Like they don't they don't have much of those guys on TV. No. No they no they don't. And um and it, it and Archer man, I I I want to see Archer separate himself. I mean, like someone asked a while back on Twitter, like who's not being pushed on TV that you would like to see? My first answer was Lance Archer, man. Yeah, he's really really good. And I I think this heel run is going to do good for him. I think he's a better heel. He comes off better as a heel than he does a babyface. Yes, yes, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Lance. I like his... See, I want to 
stay up there in the, in the mid to upper card. After this match was over, Marvez was backstage with Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, and Matt Seidel. Dante said Seidel has been like a brother to him since Darius has been out with injury, his brother, his real brother. And that's why he has had Lee's back against Team Taz. Moriarty says that they have his back, too. Then we got Ricky Starks and Powerhouse, Ho- Powerhouse Hobbs promo. They were backstage. Stark asked, how many friends or how many brothers do you have, Dante? Hobbs told Dante he better have someone watching his back, his front, and his side to side because we in Team Taz, we build assassins. Hook is lead assassin, apparently. Yeah, I, I think Hook should make his Dynamite debut on a run-in on Dynamite. Something. He needs to be instead on of, instead of like yeah, instead of like a scheduled promoted match, you know, just have something with Team Taz involved and, and then have Hook come in and save the fucking day for that big fucking pop. And let me listen, man. We're getting Hook versus Serpentico on Friday. Rampage. There you go. And I think uh this is yeah, this is Hook's first live TV match. Yeah. It's gonna be live, awesome. Live you, you, you know what I you know what I you know what I realized? There's no mention, Jesse, anywhere of Leo Rush. Nah. He may be nah. done already. Maybe maybe Leo decided to stay home until he got his apology. All right. It may be. Yeah. Maybe. Good on him. Good he kind of fucked himself over. No, no. He's standing his ground. Guys, take note. When you want an apology from your boss, demand it socially on the internet. That's how you do it. So uh, you, you mean to tell me that Tony Khan and Leo Rush did not speak? What you telling they me? Prob- <laughs> they probably spoke. Yeah, they probably spoke, but it wasn't the speaking <laughs> that we're, we're thinking right now. Yeah, it wasn't before he sent that ridiculous looking. Don't, don't send that. You're, you're within your rights to believe and feel the way that you did about your boss. But to go out and post that instead of taking that same energy and attitude to him directly was a very poor decision. Can, you, ma- can you imagine he did that to a WWE management official, bro, on the Vince McMahon? He would have been fired God. the fucking 10 minutes after that tweet went up. He never, we never would have did it. And, and that's what I hate. I hate this. You know, talent take advantage of Tony Khan's kindness. Don't don't take his kindness for a weakness. Don't go out there and publicly insult and humiliate your current employer. That's fucking stupid. And maybe he maybe he retired for another four months. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> pull him to the side and express your anger all you want, man. I'm sure TK will listen to his anger off the record now and address it. You do it publicly, man. You can stay home. I need you to apologize now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, sure. Sit Keep home. waiting for that. <laughs> Talking about some of the MJF Doc and Wardlow's pay. Tony Khan Doc fucking pay. <laughs> Tell you that right now. Uh, Statlander, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch complained and interrupted this promo that Statlander wasn't focused on their match on Friday and cost them thousands of dollars. Velvet stepped in and said mistakes happened. Hirsch told her to shut up and then absolutely blasted Red Velvet in the back with a big elbow. Statlander also attacked Hirsch, put her in an arm bar. Looks like legit Layla Hurst, Jesse, is now legit heel. Not buying it. Not buying it. I'm not buying it either. I'm not buying it. I don't believe that she believes it. I'm not buying it. I'm not put buying it. America, put it in America's top team, maybe. Uh, well, when are we get we getting this match on uh, Dynamite next week? It's legit Layla Hurst versus uh, Red Velvet. Yeah, Red Velvet should walk all over. But but um, Hurst is the new heel, so she win it. Uh, listen, man, I don't think this match is diverse enough. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's it's not 
This is Yo, t- TK, it. listen, we, we got a problem here. It's, it's not diverse. I'm sorry. Bro, I'm just not <laughs> feeling that. I don't, I don't believe that Layla Hirsch, what she's saying out there. <laughs> it's not diverse, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what is diverse? Serena Deeb and this crowd reaction, man. Wow. Yes. Serena Deeb is fucking over, man. Sky blue taken care of. Three yes. minutes. That was it. Serenity lock for the tap out win. This was a glorified squash mass. Serena Deeb. This is your weekly uh, praise of Serena Deeb, folks. Get used to it. it. It will happen weekly until she wins the TBS championship. She looks fantastic, man. Fans are really catching on, man. She's getting on. She's getting hot. Fans are uh, no. getting behind her big time, and it's going to be before long that Tony Khan needs to start listen, listening to the fans. Uh, I think we need to do something here. Serena Deeb, if she doesn't win that Owen Hart Cup, bro, there's something wrong. Bro, they put... They put... um Here, let me pull up my dark notes. They put Sky Blue... Um, they gave her an enhancement talent. Um, one of the Renegade twins. Are you familiar with those girls? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I'm I'm liking them. I'm liking them so much. Um, Sky Blue earned herself one taco in her squash match over one of the Renegade twins, who I gave three. Now, if you want to put somebody out there to to make Deep look good, I mean, you you see Blue, you saw Blue out there, like she botched the 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 few spots that she had. She botched going through the ropes. Yeah, it was. It just was not good. So let me let, 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 let me let me let me stop you here for a second. I don't want to cut you off, but the, you you get you got a taco rating system. Oh, bro! How many tacos one taco? does one get for a perfect score? Five. Five tacos, bro. Five, Five tacos. tacos. Five tacos. That's great. And we and we and we're, and we're giving legit honest ratings, whether ratings. you are a jobber or put it like this. We're not rating the the the, the talent that's being enhanced. What's I don't need to go like fun? Adam Cole had a match with a jobber. Adam Cole does not need fucking tacos. No, listen, is there sour cream on these tacos? What I want to know. I'm fucking, I'm I'm curious about these tacos. No, there's not. So we're going to rate the jobbers because that's what we do. We scout the fucking talent. And as we were sitting there scouting Sky Blue, bro, she couldn't even go out there and look good in her own enhancement match. They would have they would have served much better putting one of the renegade sisters out there to to take that beating from Deeb. She, Deeb so, would so so what you're telling me is that Sky Blue is a shade of blue, but also a greenish shade of blue. Bro, I gave her one taco full of sour cream, bro. Full of sour cream. Well, that's a good taco to me, man. What are you talking about? Oh, no, that's a bad taco. That's like a negative taco, man. That's Sky good. Blue reminds me a lot of Cora Jade. Hat backwards, yeah, he, the, uh, the, the, I don't know, did she have a nose, a nose piercing or a lip ring or something? I don't know, man. Listen, everybody's like, know. oh my God, Sky Blue is thick or Sky Blue's hot. I don't, listen, I don't know. You want to you want to watch Sky Blue because she's attractive by all means, but I'm here for good professional wrestling. I exactly. didn't see anything yet there, man. What is there? No, no, there's nothing there, man. And I, and she's trying. What is I her mean, gimmick? Feel, Who is she? She's I don't know. I don't. Is know her favorite color her. blue? Does she own a blue car? I don't know. Does she own a? She's, does she own a? Is is her bathroom in her home blue? Like what's what's with the blue? She's green. Sky <laughs> Green is what she, we should be calling it. <laughs> she's green. Hopefully, I she's not see. listening to the show. I may be blocked on social media. Look, man, I, I, like I can see, I can see that she that they're giving her shots and she's working at it, but it's not moving. That's not. It's not. It's not making any progress at all. Well, no. East is texting me five tacos. Five tacos for what? Who get five tacos? Who get five, five, five tacos? East is giving Sky Blue five tacos, man. Oh bullshit! No, 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 no. I barely gave her the one. I didn't want to. 
I don't know, man. Maybe I, I didn't want to give her the one. I can't wait to no. see how many. I can't wait to see how many fucking tacos Thunder Rosa gives you. No, but half the Renegade taco. Twins gonna get a taco that's already fucking half eaten. Half a taco. <laughs> I'm. T- I, w- I want to make that known on a side note. The Renegade Twins are good. Watch for them coming up, man. Yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, we'll see what's going on here. But Deeb, uh, this is your Owen Hart Cup winner, man. I- I'm calling it right now. I want a Serena D yeah. versus Tony Storm final for the yeah. Owen Hart Cup. That's what I want. Yeah, Deeb. Yeah, Deeb. Deeb. Deeb needs her flowers. She needs to be. She needs to be recognized because she is killing out there. Uh, Cesar Tavara, JD follows her, and it ain't for her wrestling ability. Stop the crap, JD. LOL. Uh, listen, Caesar. I'm not. I don't, I don't appreciate you coming into my fucking venue exposing me, bro. Okay, l- l- listen. I'll give you a fucking taco. Okay. Listen. I want Tony Storm advancing in the tournament over Ember Moon, and I want Tony Storm versus Serena Deeb in the final of this Owen Hart Cup. Yeah. I hope you're listening, TK. Okay. I accept nothing less than that. Okay. Yeah, we love you. Never mind. Dante Martin is coming for me now. Don't tell me Who? Dante Martin is dating Sky Blue. Is that true? Uh, yes, it is. It is? I didn't know that. Yeah. Great. Now uh, you yeah. got Lee Johnson and Dante <laughs> Martin after you brought and Thunder Rosa. You, listen, man, just like how I'm p- plastered in Bruce Pritchard's office, public uh, enemy number one, wanted, man, wanted, dead or alive. You may be the most wanted man in the entire community in the AW locker room. Jesus, dude. That means I got to put everybody's girlfriend over? What the? Listen, man. You're turning on Julia Hart, man. You're, fi- you're finding Julia Hart to be more alluring every week. I'm finding this storyline she's in very, very, very captivating. Let's see. Look, I can't put everybody's girlfriend. What's, what's next? Britt Baker's good now, too, because she has a boyfriend in the company. What, what is this shit? Well, I mean, they, they don't count. I mean, that, that, they've been uh, together for, for, which is well-known knowledge, for about, uh, well, how long? A couple of years now. Yeah, and and so is Orange and Statlander a thing? They they kind of danced around that tonight. Are they a thing? I don't think so. Who cares? No, I care. I want to know for what. My the job fuck, you care? Why? Why do you care? Why? Why are you meddling in people's relationships and their I business? Wanna, look, let me tell. You, if I have to sit there and watch get Sammy Rose and Tay Conti, if I gotta watch them, get watch Sammy and Tay Conti play Snuggle Buddy all fucking day on Twitter. Uh, listen, oh man, you listen, man. Don't let me get Jungle Boy on you either for your uh, snide comments about Anna Jay earlier. Oh, yeah, she's coming. He's coming for me, too. God damn it. I, I heard you make fun of his hair as well. Is that true? No. You said you me. said AJ Styles has better hair than Jungle Boy, man. I heard you. <laughs> that's you with the hair. You love raiding guys' I, hair, man. I don't know. Listen, that's man, a, go, a, ask, a, go ask Issa. AJ Styles' hair is heavenly, man. What are you talking about? I, am, I went to Issa's stream earlier, man, and she was... Fucking hot or not, bang or not banging WWE talent from the website. Listen, man, she said she's website. Listen, man, man, she was she was roaming around the bar just a little bit ago. She said, Hangman can get it. Oh, what the hell? And MJF can MJF can get it too, bro. I get a fucking alert to my phone. You know, Issa's got the get the pre-show for Dynamite. Hey, all right. I got some time. I'm eating dinner. They watch some Issa. She's out there. I would bang this guy. Oh, he could get it. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Listen. listen. (laughs) Listen, Issa could do whatever she wants, man. What the fuck you complaining about? Oh boy. Anyway, let, let, let's let's roll through this. We got uh, Ethan Page with Deeb winning against uh, Sky Green in three minutes. Uh, Lambert, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky cut a promo backstage. Ethan called out Moxley and says he's up for the task. While you've been gone, I've been racking up victories. He told him not to take him lightly, and he called himself. 
Tony's franchise player. I don't know about all that, but Ethan Page is quite good. And I think that'd be a great match for Moxley's return to AEW. Yes, Cody is dating Brandy. Yes, we know this in the chat. What are you guys, fucking mental? Cody's dating Brandy? No, he's not. Don't let me get Cody on you, bro. He's not. He's married to him. He's not dating him. Whatever. Who said that in the chat? Guys are fucking crazy, man. Uh, All right, so we got um, Ethan Page versus Moxley coming up. Uh, We got... um, Shivani backstage with Matt. This this was the worst part of the night. I, I can't wait for this shit to be over. Shivani was backstage with Matt Hardy and Andrade. Oh, El Idolo. Jesus. Hardy Christ, announced dude. that he's decided to sell 51% of the HFO to Andrade. He says he has three seats on the board, so he'll run day-to-day operations. He says he's the CEO, and Andrade is Presidente of the Hardy family office. So they'll now uh, be known as the A.H. F-O. Andrade says he was still interested in recruiting Darby oh. Allen, the little kid that works for, quote-unquote, stink. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. Um, listen, uh, if this is the best you have on, uh, for Andrade, uh, you are royally, and I mean royally, fucking things up with Andrade. The Hardy family office shit needs to die. It is nothing more than a just mess it's nothing more than a fucking no. mess. I want her off my television. That's how yeah, I feel. Has, I have nothing good to, go. to say about this. This has to go. Put Andrade in the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do this? Has to go. I mean, they, they they clearly had no no solid direction for Andrade, which I get. You know, I'm sure plans change, things came up, but if this is the best you got for him, man, start over. This is. I mean, this is not working. And what are you what, not, what are you doing with like this guy's a fucking world class professional wrestler one of the best in yeah. the world and this is what you got him doing like I can't yeah. wait for fucking Jeff Hardy to get here yeah I, I can I mean I, like I said I'm done with the Hardy boys man I'm just done with the Hardy boys bro well I mean uh, if I got if I it, bro if I got fucking five tacos with sour cream on them and I ask you to eat them and uh, and down them in uh, in five minutes and, and I ask you you eat these tacos. Or you uh, have to watch Matt and Jeff. What are you going to do? You're going to watch Matt and Jeff? I'm going to watch Matt and Jeff. Yes. Sour cream on tacos yes. is stupid. So Matt and Jeff is better than whatever the Hardy family office is doing. Come on now. Uh, I kind of want to see it all go away. And, and we've, we've seen it all. What are the Hardys going to come back and do? Give us some swantons and give us some poetry and emotion. Bro, we've seen all this shit how many times? Oh, the comebacks, how many times? You better watch yourself, man. You may get deleted. <laughs> I mean, come on. Vanguard it's 1 not... may come and fucking delete you, bro. Stop it. Just do something different. I'm going to throw do this fucking different. guy. I'm going to throw this guy into the lake of reincarnation, man. If you don't shut the fuck, you shut your fuck, shut your mouth. Serious. Bro, serious. I can't be the only one. Do something different. Do some. This HFO shit is not working, and another Hardy Boys return is just, come on, man. Yeah, can we? Can you imagine if we threw Jesse in the lake of reincarnation? What? Do you, what, what, what? What would he come back as? Heel. He. You know, he'd come back. <laughs> as, he'd be, he'd come back as a WWE fan. Yeah. Oh God, no. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 am I the only? Look, come, maybe I'm the he, only one here. He'd come back yeah. as Omas's biggest fan. I'm, look, maybe uh, I don't get it. You know, usually I'm ahead of the curve with shit like this. You know, but. Maybe I'm the only one here. I'm just getting tired of everything Hardy Boys. Uh, listen, it. man, I'm, I'm tired of the Hardy family office. Get her off my television. 
I don't want to see the Hardy Boys again until Matt Hardy kids come through the system. It's not going to be for a little bit, bro. Yeah. What's his name? Wolfgang? Wolfgang and... Maxel. Maxel. Yeah, man. I, the, those guys are probably going to be phenomenal. Yeah, well, listen. Can't wait. You have to wait a little bit. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting in the main event defeated the acclaimed. Uh, this was uh, pretty decent as a main event here. This was Sting's or Stink's first match on TBS uh, since the uh, 90s, since the WCW days. So uh, Darby Allen got taken out here as the acclaimed attacked uh, Sting during his entrance. They wrapped a chair around Darby's neck, threw him into the ring post. The officials called for the doctors, and Darby was taken away from the match. Sting was uh, basically in a handicap match until Darby Allen came out of nowhere, and Darby reappeared and dove onto Max Caster. I don't know if he got hurt, Jesse. You mentioned to me that Caster fucked up his arm. What happened? It looked like it looked like his arm took a um took a bad um angle when he, when he when um when Darby came down on it and right away he got up holding his arm. Um I'm hoping it was just a little a little bumble or stinger, but it looked like he was quick to grab that arm and the angle looked pretty bad. So Darby landed on Max Caster with his diving tackle. Darby got the hot tag. He actually had the wherewithal to tag Sting into uh, he well Sting tagged him into the match and he uh, he came into the match. He landed a big coffin drop on both of the acclaimed outside to the floor. He, th- he then hit a code red for a near fall. Darby uh, locked Caster in a hanging guillotine after the code red. Uh, Caster reached Bowens for the tag. Mike drop by Caster off the top rope, which is his version of his flying elbow drop. Sting broke up that pin attempt. Caster recovered a uh, table at ringside. And Sting was uh, walking up the aisleway. And he walked all the way over to a uh, little area by the commentary team. And he dove off the stage through Caster and this table. Big splash. Uh, It's amazing how WWE doesn't want to hire anybody over the age of 30. And thinks 30 years old is old and Sting is 60 and doing diving planches through fucking tables on the outside. Off of, off of stages on Dynamite. It's crazy. Uh, after this, uh, Darby hit a stunner and a coffin drop on, uh, I believe it was Bowens or was it Caster? I don't know. They, they won the match and that was pretty much it. And uh, Darby and Sting win. Really fun main event. Uh, sent the crowd home happy. Nothing more, nothing less. Excellent episode of Dynamite tonight. Really flowed well. Got a lot accomplished. And uh, we're looking forward to Beach Break next week where we may see the debut of Johnny Elite Wrestling. Should be good. Should be good. Anyway, guys, we're about to uh, go through the Super Chats in just a little bit. Uh, First, thank you, 2,200 people in the chat. I appreciate you for uh, making off the script number one today in the community tonight for the AEW Dynamite Review. There's a reason why many of the AEW roster tune in. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Get your super chats in. We got 964 likes, man. I need a thousand minimum. A thousand minimum, or I believe you guys want Omos as the WWE champion at WrestleMania. And nobody wants that. Come on. I'm going to need you to just quickly, just in, in your fastest pace, say Eva Marie is a great wrestler. Uh, sour cream on tacos and Thunder Rose is going to pile drive you. Uh, never mind. Uh, no, 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 uh, she shall not be named red hair, witch, creature, whatever you want to call her. Um, make sure you guys go uh, check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. 
And make sure you guys hit up my boy Zach's GoFundMe page, man. Continue to support. Jesse, what are we at with Zach's GoFundMe page? Bro, we are close. We are close to $4,000. That is crazy, man. That is we crazy. We started under 1000 Look at that. That's amazing, bro. We are close to 4000 Zach, I wish the best for you and your family, bro. Hang in there. Let's start at the top with these super chats, man. Uh, let's see if I get my YouTube studio to work. Here we go. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. Do you guys see Johnny Gargano debuting next week in DC? Finn Balor going to AEW within the next year. Johnny, yes. Finn, uh, undetermined, man. I don't know what's going on with Finn. Apparently, Vince McMahon is giving up on Mr. Balor, which is not surprising. I don't think they'll let Balor do Yeah. Chemo, the therapist, with a $2 super chat. Serena the deep top five wrestler in AEW, male or female? Um, I might have to agree with you there, man. I uh, agree with her, and and not and look, this is not a. I agree, she's top five female. I mean, top three female, but only because AEW is full of phenomenal wrestlers. I wouldn't put her in, you know, yeah, top five in the company. Heidi Hoffman with four ninety nine super chat. I missed NXT last night, so I'm posting this late. But what the fuck, Vince and Bruce are pushing Omas and burying Walter. Ass backwards. <laughs> Bro, what do you think of the name Gunther? I think they did it. And maybe I'm giving them just, you know, too much credit to not bury Walter. But I think they did it because they have plans to put him in big spots and push him a little bit. And they don't want him to do it under his Walter name. They want him to do it under their name. So I think they're going to push him. I think they're going to give him some big spots, maybe even some WrestleMania spots. And when it's all said and done, it will be done under Vince's name and not Walter's indie. That's what I think they did. It. Yeah, because Gunther is a lot more intimidating than uh, Walter, right? No, they, couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't rename him under a different spelling of uh, Walter or uh, the way it usually is pronounced, Walter. It could. I mean, the choice is obviously stupid for obvious reasons, but I think I know why they did the change. I don't agree with it. They shouldn't have done it. But I think the why I think that's why they did it because they do plan on put them in some high profile stuff and they want to be able to, to own the gimmick. That's all. Tony and, Walter, and, and that's that's another thing. Walter probably over. They probably wanted his name. Yeah. Well, that's his real name. That's his birth name. I don't care. <laughs> they want his name. It's fucking stupid. They 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 take they take their talent's name. They think it was Keith Lee. I think it was uh, who was it. Um, Chelsea Green. Yep. They tried taking her name. They yep. want. They want to take your name. Yeah, you they wanted Scar. They wanted Scarlet's name too. They wanted Scarlet yeah. Bordeaux. Yeah, and so they and, the, and <laughs> Walter said, "No, you can't have my name. I built it on the Indies for you and after you." So they said, "Okay, well, you're gonna be Gunther now." I think that's what happened. So fucking lame. Tony Brown with a four nine uh, nine ninety nine super chat. Tony Brown. Hey JD and Jesse, I'm watching AW from my hospital bed at the. VA Hospital, I really appreciate you guys doing your thing. I had my second surgery. Today, it went well. Thoughts and prayers to you, Tony Brown, man. I'm glad everything is going well, man. Hopefully, you get home soon. All right, let's jump to this bomb. Angel with a $100 super chat. Unbelievable, Angel. AEW in three years is better than WWE. Without Roman Reigns, who is the number one act in wrestling? They would be almost as bad as Impact. SmackDown would be even more unwatchable. Bruce Prichard needs to go ASAP. 
Dude, I tweeted at Bruce after the Walter debacle. I said he should be fired. And his creative is fucking dirt garbage. Um, and it got like 1.3K likes. You think he saw it? Yeah. That was, a, <laughs> that, was a, that was a risky move, man. You need to be banned by the um, Listen, I don't even give a shit, man. Bruce wants to fucking hate me, whatever. Angel. Another bomb. Angel, thank you so much, man. What do you mean, another bomb? Uh, oh, whoa. We got Bory. My boy, Bory, got skills with a 100 Dollar Super Chat. What's up, brother? I hope all is well and wishing you an early birthday and wishing you nothing but the best. Work has kept me busy. Works for the MTA. I'm the new Ralph Cramden of Brooklyn. Stay blessed, brother, and hopefully we'll link up for drinks soon. Corey, thank you so much, brother. Hopefully you and your family are well, man. You got to hop back on Destiny, bro. Corey was a big Destiny guy, man. Ah, almost time for Witch Queen. And Witch Queen's coming out, man. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta link up there. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Rage, Thank you so much. Rage too. Rage is waiting for it too, man. Angel and Bory with the one hundred dollar bombs. Love you guys, man. Thank you so much. Michael Raymond with a five dollar super chat. House of Black needs an even taller man to raise the antler skull mask after Brody King does. Imagine the great Kali taking it and raising it and doing. Oh God! Come on, Michael. Jesus fucking Christ. Michelle Moran with a five-dollar super chat. Moxley looks good. Glad he's back. Card looks good for next Wednesday. I bet Orange Cassidy beats Cole, and it won't hurt Cole's record. Of course not. That's why they did a lights out match. Yeah. We got Edder Augustamar with a five-dollar super chat. AJ, they hope Jeff Hardy will be in AW soon to have one last tag team run with his brother Matt. Don't tell Jesse that. You see it. We've seen how uh, legit. I can't even count how many. Hardy reunions we've seen in different promotions all over. We've seen this so many times. Uh, I don't know why you don't want to see it. Because we see it. I just... Uh, I don't know why you don't want to see it, man. Adrian V with a 11-month recommitment to the venue, man. Thank you for being a VIP for 11 months. When do you foresee Big Money Matt being transformed back into Damascus, a.k.a. the Broken One? Do you see Rotunda or Brother Nero coming to break him soon? No. Not, not, not Rotunda, but Brother Nero, yeah. ECW Hardcore 07 with a $10 super chat. Thought the first hour of Dynamite was fire. Second hour fell off a cliff. Sting is crazy. What do you mean fell off a cliff? What are you talking about? Andrade should not be hanging out with the HFO geeks. Keep up the good work. JT, JD OTS for life. Thank you, ECW. We got Mecky McLendon with a four ninety nine super chat. What's up, JD and Jesse? I got my tickets for the show in Atlantic City in three weeks. Any updates on the meet and greet you tweeted about? Yes. The meet and greet will be at the Atlantic City Beer Hall on Tennessee Avenue. The Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. It's on Tennessee Avenue in Atlantic City from 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, it is uh, going to be awesome. Food is really good there, and the beer menu is to my liking. So... There will be cold beverages, and we've already uh, kind of, uh, not rented, but uh, gave them the heads up that there will be a large crowd of wrestling geeks coming that afternoon. So I will be tweeting about that uh, in the weeks to come, and I will see you there, bro. Thank you so much. Uh, Rick O'Shea, JD, please name everyone on WWE programming that is buried, and then yell, buried, and do the great Kali thing afterwards. 
No. You don't have all night. Yeah, I don't have all night, bro. We'll be here till about, uh, what time is it? 12.28 Eastern? I'll be here till about 4 o'clock in the morning. I got kids to get up in the morning for school. Uh, Rick O'Shea, thank you, bro. Huge erection with a 499 Super Chat. JD, my man, with all this talent, do you think another title should be created for singles competition? They need more female signees, not men, in my opinion. Uh, yes, I do agree with that, uh, Mr. Uh, Huge Erection. More females for sure, uh, but no more singles titles, bro. I think we've reached our limit. Lord Quas with a $5 Super Chat. Since JD has the OTS venue, is, Jenny, uh, is Jesse running the OTS taco stand? Salute to my guys, OTS all day. Uh, maybe I should maybe I should get a fucking taco stand outside, bro. My tacos, my tacos are far superior than a taco stand somewhere, bro. Listen, man. Don't let me don't let me don't let me don't let me get another fucking uh design made, bro. I'll get I'll get a fucking taco stand on the outside. What the fuck? You need to worry about one thing. You need to know who the greatest wrestler of all time. Who the greatest wrestler of all time is? Yes. Who's that? Here's a hint. It rhymes with Eva Marie. Oh, I thought you were going to say something smart, like Brett the Hitman Hart. No, man. Come on. Just say it once, bro. Come on. MGM Ballin with a 499 Super Chat. What do you guys want Danielson to do next? Do you want him to stay heelish or go back to being face? I'm personally fine with either. Uh, MGM, we talked about this earlier. I think Brian being a heel and feuding with Moxley at the next pay-per-view is the way to go. Yeah. Michael Raymond with a $2 Super Chat. Meta Query. Can we get Jesse shotgun on Wednesdays? No. Now Jesse's in the trunk. He's not sitting shotgun. Oh, come on. JP, 5150 with a re-up for 17 months. Thank you for the commitment, JP, to the VIP room. Really good show tonight. We honestly needed this after the Walter crisis less. Now, my usual is always a shot of Casa Dragones over ice. Love it. Thank you, JP. Ricochet, but I'm sorry. Fun fact: Today is our truth birthday. How old is he now? Fifty? Um, I do not know. To be honest, I'm not going to speak. But you know, he's know a fifty-three-time twenty-four-seven champion. No, I did not know that. Yeah. But want to know how I know it's our truth birthday? Because Ryan shit-faced Satin tweeted that out about fucking sixteen times today. No, I don't follow him. Okay, good. Um, because. MJF tweeted out, happy birthday, R-Truth. Wow, he was nice to somebody? Yeah. On Twitter? He sent happy birthday to R-Truth on Wardlow's birthday. Huh. (laughs) Wow. That's fucking great. Oh, my goodness, man. Wow. Yeah, and then he and then he docked Wardlow's pay as a happy birthday gift. <laughs> then he docked his pay. <laughs> fucking this fucking guy, man. Jesus what an Christ. asshole, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. Can you get any more asshole-ish than that? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Fucking guy. Ricochet with a 199 Super Chat. Can you share Titus's recipe for French onion soup? Who the fuck eats French onion soup, man? You fucking kidding me? No. Thank you, Rick. He tweeted that on Portlow's fucking birthday, bro. Will Collier. Well, the 99 cent super chat. It leaves me an angry face emoji. Bro, put it in Issa's tip, Joe. I don't want it. 
for the love of wrestling with a 12-month re-up. Thank you for the commitment, brother. I'm proud to be a dedicated OTS member. Keep up the great work. Thank you, man. We got a 999 Super Chat from Jesus. Andrade needs better booking. I trust the process, but it's been over six months, and El Idolo still hasn't gotten to that level we know he can achieve. Hoping it happens before the summer. Well, you know what the problem is, man. He's uh, he's missing his boot. He's missing the Android. Yeah, they back together, man. Yeah. They can do it. Darnell Stewart with a $5 Super Chat. I live in D.C. and from Cleveland. Considering visiting Mom Wednesday and slotting into the venue. Shall I? You may miss Johnny Wrestling, bro. I, I say yes. Zach JD with a 499 Super Chat. What's up, JD and Jesse? I feel like the only person that would make a forbidden door between WWE and AEW possible is Triple H. But one could dream. Yeah. Triple H has no pull in that company. The guy has been uh, castrated, man. He's got no balls left. Devolved. P-Mac with a $5 Super Chat. It won't happen, but I wish Mercedes, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, would say, fuck WWE and quit the way she puts... Over other females, I think she can make Jade look good. Uh, if there's one woman with a contract coming up, man, I think Sasha would entertain AEW. And shout out to, uh, or thoughts and prayers rather, to both Mikaze and uh, Mercedes. Uh, her father passed away this week. No, really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't know if she had a good relationship with her father, but uh, it's her father nonetheless, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, On the note of Sasha leaving, I I don't know, man. Sasha seems to get her fucking way in WWE. I mean, you notice that she does what she she wants. She should. Yeah. So, I mean, she has a good gig there. I understand everybody's treated like shit, but Vince does not fuck with Sasha. Sting 29 with a $5 Super Chat. AEW is not perfect, but they are more consistent while WWE could not get the devil over as a heel if they were booking him. Tacos with sour cream are great. Oh, God. Ban this person. Who is this? Sting 29J. Ban How do I ban him? Christian Shea with a four ninety nine Super Chat. AEW is way better than stupid WWE. Indeed, Christian. Thank you, brother. ECW Hardcore with a $5 Super Chat. Put Jake Roberts with Brian Cage and have them feud with Archer. And Lambert gives both of them something to do after the page feud. I think Jake Roberts is going to be pulled from television, man. I think he's a high-risk uh, COVID yeah, case. He's going to be off the grid for him. Yeah. Danny Boy with a 249 in, uh, I don't know what this is. I don't know what currency this is. Pesos, I, I don't know what this is. With the lights out match, free for all, Gargano may come. And that's the purpose, because the Elite currently outnumbers the best friends without Romero. I agree, Danny Boy. Thank you for your 249 in your currency, man. I appreciate you. Hold on. James Durnell, I'm pretty sure he's in, in referring to Sasha, says, don't she throw hissy fits and leave for months on end? No. Bro, if you were booked by WWE Creative, you would throw a hissy fit too. If Sasha leaves for anywhere, it's going to be Hollywood. That woman has Hollywood written all over her. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Boy, thank you, man. MGM Ballin with a 999 Super Chat. Never mind, you just said your answer to my question as I typed this, but I want to emphasize how great this community is coming together to support Zach. OTS is truly a family. Thank you, JD and Jesse. That's what we do here, MGM. Thank you, bro. Darnell Stewart with a $5 Super Chat. Jesse. 
Hangman asked for a challenger. Archer beat his ass, and the champ wanted the match. That's how Archer got the match. Champ wants, champ gets. Did he? I guess so, yeah. He did ask for a challenger. Yeah, but, I mean, we have a contenders list. So why is Archer getting it? Yeah, a contenders list that was uh, reset at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, post-reset. Yeah. No Archer anywhere on it. We have contenders lined up for you. Why does Archer get his get his shot now? I, I just want I just wanted to be explained as to why this guy's jumping the list. Bradley Robinette with a 199 super chat. AEW kicked ass tonight. I loved being there. I told you, Bradley. AEW puts on a great show, man. Great being there live. You were there for Moxley's return, man. That's that's yeah. it's monumental. Uh Ryolf Wildfire with a 499 super chat. Before Cody came out, he flipped a coin. If heads, he will be face. If tails, a he uh, a heel. The coin landed standing up, and Cody said, "Ah, two faced roads it is." Did he really do that? No, I won't be surprised. It's Cody Rhodes. That'd be pretty fucking talented if the coin landed uh, fucking side up. God, it's almost physically impossible. Bro. I know. Uh, Angel Davila with a five dollar super chat. Have you guys read Moxley's book? And what are your thoughts of it, uh, Angel? I uh, I don't know how to read, so uh, I, uh, I I don't have the book. No. Um, I will be checking out Moxley's book. I am waiting for the audio book version, which he wants to record himself. Yep. Um, that was it, was it was supposed to have been done by now, but unfortunately, he had some things to take care of for the last few months. So I'm hoping now that he is done taking care of those things that he will get on track and go ahead and record the audio book and I will be getting it. Uh, yeah, and you guys can actually uh, get that uh, when it is available on audibletrial.com slash script. Cheap plug. There you go. Uh, Rich Gambill with a 499 Super Chat. Tonight was a good night to watch some wrestling. It was definitely a breath of fresh air after Pritchard spit on every WWE fan with that name change of Walter. He usually is, bro. Fuck Bruce Pritchard. Smelly Wrestling Geek becomes a member for four months. Thank you for the commitment, brother, for the VIP room. Did you ever notice how similar main roster carrying cross was to TNA's Relic? Also, the irony in Relic spelled backwards is killer. Um, uh, Smelly Wrestling Geek, you're asking me to watch TNA slash Impact. Uh, not going to happen, bro. Not going to happen. But uh, Cross will be fine. Pariah James becomes a new member. Thank you, man. What are you drinking tonight? Round is on me. Prodigy RKO, $10 super chat. Much love, JD. Have you Doc Jesse's pay for the Gunther love and praise? I pray we get Rosa on him ASAP. Uh, I didn't dock his pay yet, uh, Prodigy. But yes, uh, Jesse told me last night during the uh, chaos that he says he approves the name Gunther for Walter. I even changed my Twitter handle for it. There you go. He's all, he's all aboard, man. Maybe Jesse will once man a U-boat submarine. I don't know. There you go. Christian Shea with a 999 Super Chat. I wish I could meet John Moxley and Britt Baker. Oh, you better watch out, man. Renee and uh, Adam Colbebe may be coming for you then. Oh, yeah. Demeter JD, I want to kiss you. Sorry, bullying with an Australian 299 Super Chat. Jesse, my boy, who's the GOAT? MJ or LeBron? I got MJ. Yeah. It's debatable, man, but I, I, I'll do this. I'll, MJ, because LeBron's story is not done yet. So, there you go. Right now, MJ. 
Uh, Bori, uh, thank you once again for the $100 super chat, brother. Hopefully we can link up soon. Uh, Demeter, JD, I want to kiss you. Sorry, bullying with an Australian 299 super chat. JD, if Johnny Depp called you out in boxing, would you take it? No. That is the most random question. I don't, I don't know. These people are mental, bro. <laughs> Hollywood guy. Thank you for the $10 in super chat, bro. If Wardlow goes to WWE, do you guys think he will be booked like Ryback or like Batista? And did you guys catch Shivani's reaction when Britt went through the table? I did not catch his reaction. Um, and Wardlow's not going to WWE anytime soon, bro. Anytime soon. Scorpio 1117 with a $2 super chat. When is Sasha Banks coming to AEW? Probably never, man. Let's worry about building AEW's women's division with who is available right now, and Sasha is not available. Christian Shea with a 999 Super Chat. Can anyone beat Britt Baker? Yes, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa will be the new, the next, not the new, she'll be the next one to be women's champion. Indeed. Uh, MGM Ballin with a 499 Super Chat. Hard shell or soft soft shell tacos? I'm going to go soft, MGM. Corn. Flour. Oh. Flour only. My God. Flour, flour with, only. Flour with sour cream, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God, yeah. dude. What the? I'm fuck? not opposed to corn, but I prefer flour. Do you fucking mind? Yes. Why? Call it something else. Just don't call it a taco. Uh, bro, if it's rolled the way a taco's rolled, it's a taco. No, no. You fucked it all up. <laughs> Ricardo Linnell with a 999 Super Chat. Been broke, but I always listen. Here's a $10 spot for the tip jar. Thunder Rosa's tacos are greater than Jesse's tacos. Hashtag OTS for life. Ricardo, thank you so much, brother. Thunder Rosa don't even make tacos. Oh, she does. Believe me. Everybody else's tacos. She makes tacos, bro. Don't fucking... I'll add that to the list of uh, of offenses, okay? I'll tell her that you said she doesn't make tacos. Hey, I saw she ate tacos today with with Alex Abrahentes. She didn't make shit. Hey, she makes them. I'm sure she's a great cook in the kitchen, too. You doubting her cooking ability? We don't know. How do you know? Let's ask her husband. How, oh, ma'am, he would know, but how do you know? Taking a logical guess. She looks like a woman that knows her way around the kitchen, man. No. Just have a looks, feeling. She looks Mexican, so you assume she can make tacos. That's racist. Listen, man, I'm not, be, I'm not being diverse enough. I'm sorry. See? I'm sorry. See? I apologize to the chat. See? MGM Bolin, thank you. Ricardo, thank you, man. Hibiscus with a 499 Super Chat. Damn, that Moxie promo was awesome. Also, Jesse, sour cream does go on tacos. Shakoy with a fucking 2.0 fans, bro. <laughs> with a two dollar super chat. Sean Spears says happy birthday to Dolly Parton. <laughs> it's her birthday too. <laughs> oh, is it? Is she still around? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Uh, we got Frank San with a $5 Canadian Super Chat. What's up, JD and Jesse? The cameraman during the Sky Blue match needs a raise. Yeah. <laughs> he was all up in that shit. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, man. He got he got the Sky Bird's Eye view, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he was all about Sky's Blue. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Frank San, I'm glad you called that out, man. Shakoy with two $2 Super Chats. What's your guys' thoughts on MLW suing WWE? And check Darby's Twitter, him and Sting's surprise fans. Uh, Jamie, Jamie MLW Divot's about to retire. Yeah, Divot's about to. Re- he wants to retire. Vince won't let him. 
And uh, MLW suing WWE, they better be very careful, man. They may not be an MLW anymore after they get finished with WWE. Yeah, no shit. Uh, what's happening on Darby's Twitter? What are you talking about? He jumped out of the car. Him and Sting were in the car and it was traffic. It, Sting and Darby jumped out of the car and ran up to the car in front of them who had a Virginia plate that said AEW on the plate. So they jumped out of the car, ran up to the window, and it started screaming, you know, AEW. And the dude looked over like, what the fuck? And like, oh shit, it's Darby and Sting! Like, yeah! <laughs> That's fucking awesome, bro. That's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Christian Shea with a 499 Super Chat. Adam Cole doesn't scare me. Adam Cole, does, Adam Cole doesn't look like the type of guy that's going to scare a lot of people, bro. But, uh, scare people? No. You know? Especially Floyd, you- May- Floyd Mayweather doesn't scare me. I might get in the fucking boxing ring with the guy. No. And then Demeter JD, give me the PRV tour of the gay bar bullion. I, I don't know, man. A uh, Australian 149 Super Jet. It leaves me a thirsty face emoji. Okay. I don't know, man. Uh, listen, I'm about to get out of here. Jesse's about to get out of here, man. Uh, we, we, any parting words, Jesse, before I uh, rev up the Mustang? No, 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 man. I will see in the chat on Friday. And uh, again, anybody who wants to hang out and watch Dark and just scout the talent, have a drink. Um, join me Mondays and Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern. This guy's the this guy's the dark master over here, man. I'm enjoying it, man. I actually like seeing what 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 they're building up on the lower end. I kind of enjoy it. Oh, there you go. Who who was that guy that wrestled Adam Cole on um on uh, the last episode, man? I, I forgot his name. Um, he, Con, Con? Yeah, he's following me. He's following me on Twitter, man. I just found out that he was following. Me. I had no idea. Um, he looks good. He he's got a great look to him, man. Bro, hold on, hold on. Four fucking tacos, bro. If if he could get his stuff together, man. Oh my God, they got a they got a, a main event looking guy, right yes. there. He you looks know? good. Yeah, he looked re- and, and and Adam Cole made him look good. Not some squash match, dude. Yeah, I I, I know he wrestled Andrade a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was a squash match, but he got yeah. some offense on in on Cole. Yeah, he yeah he got some work in, man. He looks really really good. I like him. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's cool. Um, Tribal Chief with a Canadian two dollar super chat. Jesse, you should try crema. Tastes good on tacos. Cream fresh. I guess so. Is, is there a difference? I don't know. It's cream, but I don't. It's milk. I don't think it belongs. I don't think it belongs. So no, no. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you, man. Um, I tried them on my nachos. There you go. Uh, guys, I appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you for the love. Um. Thank you for the 1,000 likes. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Um, I may be back with an extra tomorrow, depending on the news. If not, uh, I will see you guys Friday. Uh, maybe we'll uh, do something Friday, but I will definitely be live on Friday for SmackDown. And Rampage will be live on Friday. So it should be a good night. And uh, make sure you guys continue to hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. Join the OTS family. Continue to hit the join button. Become members in the VIP section. All that good stuff. And follow me and Jesse on Twitter at JD from NY206. You guys can follow Jesse as well and go subscribe to his YouTube channel if you guys want to interact with him during AEW Dark on Monday and Tuesday. Guys, I'm getting out of here. 
I need two things before I get out of here, man. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. VIPs, I need those Mustang emojis revving up in the chat. And number two, when that guitar solo comes in, man. Sweet sounds of Pilot. Blaring that guitar. I need that music on max. Until Friday, live, once again in the venue, guys. Have a good night. I may see you tomorrow. Stay tuned. Until then, enjoy your nights, and I'll see you tomorrow right here on OTS. you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.